long delay on today. Uh, yes, you yes. really cranked up those yeah, milliseconds. Yeah, yeah. The four-bar delay. <laughs> uh, it is Free Talk Live. It is Sunday. And the telephone number, if you would like to call in and join the conversation tonight, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. Uh, let's see. Captain's log, star date, 10292023. In the studio tonight, it is myself. <gasps> The authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. <sighs> Steve Classic. And Nikki, <laughs> if you will. I will. Okay, thank uh, tune you. in. At least for tonight, anyway. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Maybe I start calling you something else after tonight. I don't know. We'll we'll try and invent a new nickname for yeah. you tonight, right? Callers, do you want to invent a, name for Nikki. a new nickname for Nikki? Yeah, new, <laughs> new Nikki name. Is that even... Who came up? Somebody came up with uh, Nikki Moonshine? That was me. Long I thought it was uh, Major Payne or somebody. Oh, but uh, I feel like that might have been. I, th- I thought it was me, but maybe I'm taking credit for somebody else's invention. Maybe. But uh, I I only made that up for you because you brought in that clear yeah, jug, my jar of moonshine. That yeah, <laughs> that I'm you know you're telling the listeners it was water, but I don't know. It's like water. <laughs> it's water. Wink, this wink, is nudge, fun nudge. water. Tune into the third hour and call Nikki with a question. <laughs> yeah, Let me tell you something. Like, wow, she's really throwing back that moonshine. Oh my gosh. It's a quart jar. But still. Get it? Still? Moonshine? Still? Still. Yeah. I got butt in there too. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but still. Whoa, that's weird. <laughs> but I, I have a uh, uh, I don't know if it's because I've been saying the word still uh, or something, but like I've been advertised now to uh, on the social media uh, where they sell these stovetop stills. Oh, I have mm. one. Right. And and they sell them for the purpose of, you know, I don't know, sterilizing your water. Do you right. have bad home water? Make yeah. your own right? distilled and, water. And it's home. like. Yeah, it, that's like selling. Cheers. That's like selling a selling a bong as a tobacco <laughs> pipe. Yeah, right. These devices are for tobacco use only. Yeah. Right. Nobody uses them for tobacco. Yeah. Have you ever seen anyone like put tobacco in a water bong and smoke it? I, I have never seen this. No. No. Unless they're doing like a spliff sort of deal where they mix it with weed. But mm. uh, imagine how gross that is. Just straight tobacco in a bong rip. That's what I'm saying. Like that oh, is disgusting. Yeah, oh like, gosh. So. For entertainment purposes only. So yeah, I'm certain <laughs> yeah. that these stovetop stills are 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 selling because people want to purify their water. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Need, you like need pure water. The vases you buy at the gas station, you're like vase. That looks a lot like a crack pipe. <laughs> vase. <laughs> There's this. This uh, is a really vape. small vase. <laughs> There's vase. this either liquor or liqueur. I'm not sure what it is. I've never drank it, but it's called Galliano. Oh, Never it's yellow. And it, and it comes in this bottle where the base of the bottle is wide, and it just gets taller it, like and thinner feet yeah. tall. as it goes up. And a friend of mine made a bong out of it. Really? And it was the most difficult bong because all the smoke would gather at the bottom, and then as you're trying to the you pull the slide or whatever, <laughs> you have to pull all this big thing of smoke like through, a very, through a very like small great. tube. So like you, your lungs get filled up like faster somehow, right. because it, and you can't clear it because it thins up instead of widens out. So no. it's poor design. I've it never had. Cool. I've never had Galliano. It looked. I've never had Galliano either, except for well, smoking out of the Galliano. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, so. 
Anyone who's had Galliano, please call in with a. If you <laughs> Tell can describe us what it the is taste, and why we would ever want to <laughs> the try yellow it. liquid. <laughs> oh boy, um, I think I said six zero three two eight three six one six zero. But if I didn't, let me say it now: six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you want to join us tonight, um, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. I've got stuff you know, left over from yesterday that we never got to. I know. Uh, We've at least one, if not two, number two stories tonight wow. that we could choose from. That's big. So, so we'll we'll figure that out as the night goes on. But we we at least have one. That's for sure. Well, you, if you read the title of each of the number two stories, maybe we can get some kind of an online vote, um, or we could all just raise our hands here. I think uh, I'd rather <laughs> take a rather take a host's vote. Oh, okay. okay yeah. You, know, you like, are the captain, like during the break or right, whatever. Right, right. Right. Yeah, you know, we'll discuss uh, and that kind of a thing. So, but then of course. Um, uh, specifically, I asked Richie Rich to continue chumming the the hosts uh, chat that we have going on with it's great with content uh, for Sunday because he's always you know surfing the web. He's got a day job where he's online all the time, right? And so he just you know happens upon these things. So he's just chumming that thing full of zany tabloid esque you know yeah. freedom oriented he stuff. Is, he's the free talk live news ag- aggregator for the show. I would be inclined to call him uh, the Sunday co-producer. Oh, right, all right. Because he's not here, right, right. But he still ro- has an effect on, on on the Sunday show, mm-hmm. and so you know, I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, but of course, we've got uh, Steve Classic and Nikki in here tonight with me, and this is the uh, well, we'll call it the classic lineup. Because hey. oh, right. hey. Classic is here. Thank so. you. Oh, yeah. thank you. Uh, I want to lead tonight with this uh, very bizarre. Sounding story. I have not read this in advance like I usually do. So we're going to. Oh, that's invented. always the best, though. I love that. A good surprise. We're going to straight wing it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, this from APnews.com. First ever Florida Man Games will feature beer belly wrestling and evading arrest obstacle course. <laughs> that's awesome. Man. First ever Florida Man Games will feature beer belly wrestling. Now, I have a beer belly, but I've never employed it to wrestle with. I don't know what that means. What is that? Like, uh, you know, there have been times where, like, me and my bros were drinking beer, watching a game yeah. or something, right? And you do, like, the belly yeah, bump. A bull moose yeah, bull moose. Yeah. yeah. You, you do that, like, in a celebration, yeah. whatever kind of a thing. Uh, but I've never, I don't know what beer belly wrestling is. So we'll have to find that out if the article tells us. Okay. But I'm most interested in the evading arrest <laughs> obstacle. Yes. Which, you've, which right? you've also you never know? done. Yes. Which no, I've <laughs> no, never no. evaded arrest. It's no. like uh, you know, you're at a at a party when you're in high school in the woods, and you'll cops crash show you up. To. You're out of there. And then you're like, ah, you're jump- oh, you're running through the woods, dodging trees, mm. jumping over stumps, <laughs> jumping off of a rock. Okay, so like I made it. I made it I to lied. the house. I have actually done the evading arrest obstacle course. Yeah. Although it wasn't an obstacle course, it was actually evading arrest in uh, freaking grade school, right? So wow. Like like eighth That's grade. That's impressive. So like eighth grade, they're having some sort of a, I don't know. Like I think it was like a dance or whatever. You know how these grade school things? They're like, oh yeah, it's the end of your dance or whatever, right? Yeah. And so you go just to hang out with all your friends and see what kind of trouble you can get into. Yeah. And so um, it was in. Like a church or something like that. And so we figured out real quick how to like sort of hide out in like one of the back hallways where they'd like receive all their shipments and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And so we're, we're smoking weed back there. Whoa. Yeah, I know. In eighth grade. Wow. Uh, and uh, I brought some uh, some of these uh, 
these airplane bottles of booze, right? Just random selection. Oh, little nips. Right? Just, yeah, and so I was selling slash drinking those, <laughs> right? Uh, and so, Businessman. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. uh, an entrepreneurial spirit. Right. What can yeah. I say? Right. I'm not the first libertarian type to have an entrepreneurial spirit. And you were doing it without a permit. I was totally doing it without a permit. And also, <laughs> Jesus would be proud. And it was totally illegal, illegal too. And yeah. I'm underage. Yeah. I'm serving underage people. Yeah. I'm smoking marijuana, which was illegal at the time. Yeah. Uh, and, and that kind of thing. And so uh, uh, somebody like ratted me out somehow, right? Uh, apparently I was the only one who, you know, was apt enough to, to get booze to supply these very thirsty eighth graders. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. That was premeditated. And so, and so I, I, I like go outside because I'm smoking a cigarette. I was smoking cigarettes in the evening. Wow. I go outside to smoke a cigarette and uh, I see these cops come up like to the front door. Now I'm around the back under the side and I start hearing them ask for me by name. Whoa. And I'm like, oh boy. I put the cigarette out and I started just meandering away from the building, <laughs> right, into the public street or whatever. And I hear somebody go, oh, I think that's him over there. Oh, and, like, the two cops, there's two of them, they turned around, they looked at me, and they're like, that guy? And the guy's like, yeah, that guy. I don't know who it was. And so they start running. And so oh, I geez. start running, right? Now, I'm young at this time. You get out and, those guys. And these guys were old and, yep. well, speaking of beer bellies, yeah, right? And these were small town cops, right? They're not going to run very far. But right. I ended up running down the road a couple of blocks, and then I took a right, and I went like three houses up, and then I ducked into the backyard of what was then uh, my friend Pete's house, mm-hmm. right, where his mom was or whatever, right? And uh, I didn't know if they were home or not. I just knew the property well enough that I could, like, so I basically took two rights as I was running away from these guys. They only saw me take one, and so I hid behind, like, a shed or whatever, and I seen them continue to go past, right? And so as soon as they go past far enough, I walk out. There's a, a public trash can near the, the church or whatever. I start dumping out all my stuff into uh, the trash can, and I go back to the dance. Wow, to the scene of the crime. To the scene of the crime, and then I show up, uh, and I go back in through that side door where we're yeah. all hanging out, and I go back in as if I were inside the whole time. Right. And so then the uh-huh. cops the cops finally come back. They're like, oh, we lost him or whatever. And they come back. And, and somebody, one of the chaperones, the teachers, like, whoever it was, they're like, oh, were you looking for this guy? I'm like, hey, what's going on, guys? I heard you're looking for me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, we need to search you and blah, blah, blah. We heard blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, I don't have nothing on me. I've been here the whole time. I don't know why <laughs> nobody could find me. What's going on? And so nothing happened. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I totally <laughs> evaded arrest. Nice. Yeah. So you could qualify for the Florida man games, I did. I did. Well, and you were in Florida. I, for I did a while. lose that on the inventory, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty but, lame. But I was like, uh, better to ditch the inventory than to, yeah. than to get busted. Yeah, cut your losses. You know? you know. So, yeah, perhaps this would qualify you for the Florida Man Games. We don't know. Right. Let's find out. At least good training. St. <laughs> Augustine, Florida. I don't know where that is. St. Augustine. Oh, Florida. thanks. Yeah. Somewhere in Florida? <laughs> it's in St. Augustine, Florida. <laughs> it ain't the Olympics, but a group of Floridians plan to host competitions themed according to the collective antics of the beer-loving, gator-possessing, rap-sheet-heavy, mullet-wearing social media <laughs> phenomenon known as Florida Man. Florida Man. Florida Man. I didn't realize Florida Man had become such a uh, a meme. I mean, oh, they, oh, they yeah. did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, news but stories. There's probably a, that's, a, a that's website. A lo- that's a lot of descriptive right. words for, well, one man. Yeah. yeah. One man. He was one man. He had one desire, to win the Florida Man Games. <laughs> Organizers of the Florida Man Games describe the competition as the most insane athletic showdown on earth. Wow. <laughs> Intense. The games will poke fun at Florida's reputation for producing strange news stories 
involving guns, drugs, booze, and reptiles, or some combination of the four. This is like my favorite things. So far, I see no downside. Yeah. Right. Sounds great. Among the contests planned for next February in St. Augustine, Florida, according to organizers, are the Evading Arrest Obstacle Course, <laughs> in which contestants <laughs> jump over fences, I didn't do any of that, and through yards, I did do that, yeah. while being chased by real police officers. Whoa! I did, oh, you man. could qualify. The Category 5 Cash Grab in which participants try to grab as much money in a wind-blowing booth. Uh, we've seen that Oh, I've seen Pretty that, funny. yeah. And the self-explanatory beer belly wrestling. How is that self-explanatory, author? AP? I don't know. Self, it's beer belly wrestling. It's just yeah, like I wrestling. saw questions. Like, it's like sumo wrestling for like, Florida. Like, you got to tie your hands behind your back and just wrestle oh. with the belly somehow? Or, you yeah. know, you got to, uh-huh. you know, I don't. Is there pudding involved the, or jello? Yeah. Maybe it's like soccer. You, you can't know. use your hands. You just have to like wrestle with Most your belly. Most importantly, is there beer involved? Me, I, I, right? For Florida games, I'm sure. Florida like, man games. Like, are, I mean, you can be. call something a beer belly, but if there's no beer involved, is it really a beer yeah. belly? If there's ha- no beer, beer in there, is it a beer belly? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you got to fill it up. One would think. <laughs> I, I would say they'd probably have to drink a whole bunch of, you know. Beer and then do the wrestling. And then wrestle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drunken yeah. wrestling yep. is really all it is? I think, yeah. And then mm. if you win that competition, then you go on to drink another six-pack to wrestle the next guy. <laughs> uh, I want to come back to this, but we do have some callers on hold. Let's go to this unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Uh, yeah, my name is Tom, and I live in New Hampshire. And I was thinking about uh, that dude Robert Card out there in Lewiston, Maine, that real bad dude that uh, committed non-existent oh, yes. principle violations uh, by going out and killing innocent people that didn't deserve it. Oh, we're talking about the main shooter. The shooter, yeah. Yeah, yeah may- maybe. I mean, it's hard to get into the minds of somebody like that. I, I suppose if, if you could go been to college and learned and done enough research into the minds of somebody like that, then maybe you could be qualified as a cardiologist. But uh, I... Uh, I was just thinking. Wasn't his last name Card? How do, a cardiologist? I'm not getting it. Is there a joke in there? No, I, I'm, I'm making a pun. But anyway, the uh, okay. thing is. I totally uh, missed it. Yeah, I was like, that's the heart. Card? card. It might have uh, turned out better if somebody had talked some sense to him about you don't want to go out and uh, attack uh, anything other than the police forces of the hostile government. I mean, and then maybe we would have gone out and, and killed random cops. I don't know if that's a better people. idea. Um, and that's I not always, a good idea. I always get uh, weary of these sort of mass shooter things. Um, you know, oh, well, this guy, I guess he was, you know, recently in some sort of mental hospital, or he was, he was having homicidal ideations before. Like they knew this guy was already thinking in this direction. Right, um, yeah. But I always get curious, like, is this guy being coached by FBI agents? MK Ultra. Yeah, some MK Ultra stuff. Um, I know some theories are like the SSRIs and other forms of antidepressants can sometimes give people homicidal ideations and, you know, increase suicidal thoughts and right, stuff like uh, that. Yeah. It's right on the um, package insert. It if is. you look at yeah, Zoloft, exactly. the package, like, you know... What is it? The, uh, the mRNA shot had no information. Well, the, the Zoloft, if you look at the, all the information on that. Yeah, there's a ton of spells side effects, it right yeah. out. Spells it right out. What's that, Tom? Isn't it kind of like uh, a, a homicidal ideation or suicidal ideation? If they use that as an excuse 
for like locking somebody in a mental institution and drilling them? Isn't that kind of even worse than uh, George Orwell's thought crime, thought police? Because you're not just being locked up, you're being locked up and drugged. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, there, it happened to one dude down in, in Virginia there. Uh, and uh, on 14 December 2005, he got locked up and drugged because he was having uh, no luck getting dates. And uh, so he, he was having a bad day that way. And uh, he wound up getting locked up and drugged. And uh, you know, maybe, arguably, they saved his life, but it probably wasn't worth it considering how much he appreciated it on 16 April 2007 when he shot up Virginia Tech and where the body count stands at 33. Uh, I mean, somebody should have explained to him, look, these innocent people on the campus aren't the ones that forced you into a vehicle and yeah. took you to a mental institution. Cops did that. You know, and if this is the law in Virginia, then, I mean, if he had gone out and killed cops, that would have punished the Commonwealth of Virginia for violating his rights. I mean, I don't think that violence is ever the answer, um, even though those people did harm him. Like, to me, that's not that goes beyond acting in self-defense at that point. That's like retaliation almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I don't necessarily think that that is, you know, an ethical thing to do or definitely not a good idea, because then obviously you're just going to wind up life in prison or murdered on the, you know, on the street. Um, well, if you get killed by enemy fire in combat on the battlefield, then that's not suicide. So, you know, then, as Thomas Jefferson said, uh, rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. So, you know, you go straight to heaven if you get killed by enemy fire in combat on the battlefield, if all you're doing is fighting enemy targets and the hmm. police forces I of a hostile you could say that. I mean, I mean, you know, sure, the you can extract that type of a thing by reading uh, from the Bible, but uh, that it's still, yes, the, you know, the government as an institution is constantly uh, attacking you. So, you know, anybody could claim any retaliation uh, against that institution as self-defense when it comes to, you know, the non-aggression principle. Uh, I I take it a, a little bit further than that, and I just go, it has to me, it has to be direct harm for me to defend myself, right? Now, What's going on? Yeah. I, I, take, I take some other precautions to defend myself from attack from, you know, the institutionalized versions of these government agencies, you know, IRS, FBI, CIA, you know, all these, you know, TSA, whatever, right? I take TSA. steps, uh, you know, to, to insulate myself or to prevent myself from interacting as much as possible with these agencies so that I'm not directly attacked. But I still think the answer is not violence. The answer is getting a bunch of freedom people together uh, in a geographic area where we can just declare our independence and And, live free. You know, I think it's important to note that we can't really like we're comparing apples to oranges here, like uh, being a freedom minded person and wanting to like defend yourself against the state or, um, you know, break away from the institution, whatever you want to do. And being a mentally ill per- person who wants to harm people and just shoot up random shopping malls. And wasn't he for uh, a former military guy? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, I, I don't know the details. Supposedly. I, don't know. I mean, it's maybe, it's probably. So now we're putting like PTSD into the mix, probably. So I, all I know is this is a rather new occurrence. Yeah. Um, I, I, I the, first, the first on. mass shooting I can think of is probably Columbine. 
Yeah. Um, so like this is... is that the people what, what's going on here, I think people view that we, the people of the United States somehow are uh, operating the government and therefore the wrongdoing of the no, government. No, I, I just well, can't well, accept I, that. The, the people, people have to pay the price. The and people who are doing these mass problem. shootings of like Walmarts and, you know, schools are not like freedom minded people. Right. Like that's not why they're doing this. So I mean, it sounds like, Tom, you're kind of like projecting your thoughts and th- feelings onto these people. And I want you to be really careful about doing that because like you have to remember these are violent, mentally ill people who want to cause harm to others, to complete strangers. It's it's completely ill-placed. Um, I So I would just, it's it's a real slippery slope, slope you're kind of going down here. I, like I would not... I, I don't want to be grouped with these people as a freedom-minded person. Right. Whoever this guy was, I doubt he was trying to act out against the establishment or the government. I think he had something mentally wrong with him. You know, maybe he had PTSD. Maybe he was on psych meds or whatever. Maybe he was being coached by the FBI. Who knows? It could be, you know, a conspiracy theory, too. But that... Like, that wasn't his, you know, plea for freedom. It seem like, right. You know what I mean? And, it's different. Hey, Tom, yeah. thank you for the call, man. We appreciate it. Uh, 603-283-6160. I just don't know why we have to always get with the violent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. every time he calls, he's like, let's, you know, it's like, yeah, this is like a liability. A I mean, bit. I get that, like, <laughs> I get that, like, some people have had it, right? They've had enough, and they feel backed into a corner. Absolutely, And yeah. they don't know what to do. You know what I mean? And, and that's usually when bad decisions are made. When yeah. you're backed into a corner and you feel like you have no recourse... That's when bad decisions are made. Uh, just a quick scan of this article from CBS News. Who was Robert Card? Uh, confirmed details. Uh, he was 40 years old. He was from Bodoin, Maine. I'm probably mispronouncing Did that. Did he have near, a middle name? Near Lewiston. Uh, doesn't say at this point. He did have a military background. He was enlisted, uh, at least in the Army Reserves. Had an active military ID. Uh, he had a history of mental health issues. Uh, he had access to firearms, of course, etc., and so on. So that is about all we know at this point. 603-283-6160. We'll talk more about the Florida Man Games plus our number two story still to come. It's Free Talk Live. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org.
And <laughs> Nikki, I can't get any lower you, than that. Will you go online right now see if you can find some vocal lessons? Uh, <laughs> what did I do with well, all that money? I thought money? that was good. Uh, uh, about, I can't get. I, I can't hit that note. Yeah, uh, you either. Yeah, you either me, need me, to me, smoke me, cigarettes me, me. or have some of that Galliano. <laughs> or <laughs> that'll do it. Which which off grid okay. Angie says it tastes like licorice and it's delicious. Oh, like black oh. licorice? Black yeah, licorice? like uh, like sambuca. I don't know. Or like Jägermeister. Why is it yellow? I haven't yeah. had any of that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did have Zambuco. Yeah. Zambuco once? That's awful. Jägermeister, is, yeah. Jägermeister tastes like black licorice. Uh, yeah. But with a little bit of a, like a sting, right? It's got alcohol. Oh, I've never right? had so, that. Um, I used to drink a bunch of it. And, yeah, I like Jäger. Uh, but Mix it with uh, some uh, Red Bull. It's also, oh God, Jäger bombs. Yeah. yeah. That'll Good. give you a... It's terrible night. It's it's also uh, well, I'll give you a good night. I'll give you a terrible morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jägermeister is also why I hate black licorice now. Yeah. So. Oh, that's why a lot of people don't like tequila and like black jelly beans. Why don't you like tequila? Yeah. Well, one time when I was in college, okay, you don't have to finish the story. <laughs> that's it. I understand. <laughs> I'm weird like that. Like I know friends of mine who like if they drink tequila, they get mean and yeah, know, violent. Yeah, it does and, weird stuff to and, people and all that yeah. kind of thing. But like, if I drink tequila, I turn into a hippie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love you, man. I love everybody. Give me a hug, right? Like, I don't, I don't. That violent, mean thing doesn't. Even when I'm drinking whiskey, that doesn't come through. Oh yeah, well, whiskey's a whole different thing. Like, I don't, especially you know, scotch. I mean, you're just like maybe that's I like chill time. Mellow yeah, maybe, chill time. I, maybe I just don't have the the disposition, the personality for that that meanness. You would think I would yeah. in the you know the life that I've had. And well, like, I think I if did, you're drinking you know, Jack Daniels, maybe that puts you into that. I can't drink Jack or Jim yeah, anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I like just. You've evolved. Uh, yes, but also I've noticed that the flavor is too robotic for me, right? And yeah. what do I mean by that? Really? Well, you know how you go to any McDonald's anywhere oh, on planet Earth and a Big Mac tastes like a Big Mac? Tastes yeah, like a Big it's Mac, very like, like factory produced. So you can open one bottle of Jack Daniels or Jim Beam and taste it, sniff it. Open another bottle from a completely different area of the country. Ten years, made ten years uh, ago. Open it, sniff yeah. it, taste it. It's identical. Right. You'd think even like the water that they use would be different, like right? They have their, or but they all come from the same factory, have, perhaps. Yeah, they have their recipe and process down right. so far that like it is, it's it's almost too identical for me. Right. right. When you drink something like a uh, 12 year scotch, 15 year scotch, or even uh, I've been drinking um, what they call single pot still Irish whiskey. Oh, yeah. Uh, red, red, no, not red, red, uh, red, red breast, red breast, green spot is another one. Oh. Um, there's another one I can't remember. It's boutique off the, but like from bottle to bottle, it doesn't taste exactly the same. There's batch slight, to batch. Yeah. There's right. slight variances in it. You know, yeah. you, you buy a bottle of it one day, you buy, buy a bottle of it, you know, two years from now, it's right. it, not quite the same. It's not exactly, you know, right. and also it's like made better because it's aged and all that kind of stuff. So it tastes different. Whereas Jack Daniels and Jim Beam are literally just factory. Yeah. yeah, just it's the fast food of booze. Right. Right. And so I can't drink that crap. Yeah. <laughs> like Jameson to me now is bottom shelf. Wow. Right. That's where I start. Right. Like <laughs> anything below that, I'm like, eh. Wait, are you just like flexing on everybody or what? Uh, I'm I'm old and I've acquired taste apparently. <laughs> exactly. I, I have yeah, preferences. You, you, you gotta be that. a certain age to drink whiskey. Yeah. You're allowed to have preferences. Like scotch especially. Yeah, like that's tequila, discriminatory. Tequila is easy to get into when you're young. Tequila, you. yeah, tequila. But scotch, you've got to, you got. I think you got to be at least forty years old to enjoy scotch. Well, speaking of crap, let's go to uh, 
Let's go to Turd Ferguson calling from wherever the heck you're at, Turd. Yeah, guys. So check this out. I'm reading this book right now uh, called uh, The Deficit. Yeah. Well, I read a lot. Uh, it's called The Deficit Myth, Modern Monetary Theory and the Birth of the People's Economy. It's by someone named Stephanie Kelton. And this is like the stupidest book I've ever read. I mean, this book is just terrible. It's like a bunch of let's hold hands and sing kumbaya bullcrap. But, um, but uh, I mean, there, and there's, I mean, I've got, I mean, I'm not, I'm like barely halfway through this book and I've just got hundreds of notes and highlights here. And I mean, like, it, like, I don't think I've gone two pages of this book without highlighting something stupid or that didn't make sense or was just plain wrong. Do you, um, do you do that when you're watching TV too? You're watching a crappy TV show. You're like, oh, this show sucks. Let me make some notes. Let me, <laughs> you know, put a three ring binder together and take, you know, do you do that? Uh, TV is for broke beta males, so I never watch TV. But um, so uh, so this is what really confuses me about this book, because she seems to be inherently confused about what causes inflation, from what I can tell. And um, we know, uh, I mean, she seems to think it's this, it's this, this like weird combination of potentially uh, aggregate demand and government spending and all this nonsense, and then she's and then she proposes to deal with inflation by like maybe like raising taxes or something. So like basically her, her solution for a painful period of inflation for people is to make things more painful for them. That so just sounds God. like a college textbook. Harvard educated. Yeah, it, it, it basically is. I mean, it's basically a college textbook written by a really stupid person, but here's what I don't, here's what I don't understand. Um, Cause this person actually does teach college economics, by the way. Oh geez. And we're doomed. We, Right. And we actually we already we don't have to guess that the money supply and expansion of it is what causes inflation, because we know through the realized inflation versus predicted inflation data sure. from the Fed using the equation of exchange. We know that it, it that the money supply causes inflation because the data matches. I mean, the numbers on the graph match yeah. up. Yeah. So that's 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 mathematical, empirical proof that the money supply causes inflation. I don't understand how these college professors can, like, see this data and, and know about the equation of exchange and quantity theory of money and then and – then, but just be like, no. Like, like, I don't believe it. Like, like, that's the part that really doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? They're getting paid to lie, maybe. You know what another word for uh, – the other word for inflation? You know what another word for inflation is? Growth. No. Growth. Well, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're growing the economy, which basically means, you <laughs> we're know – We're inflating. Yeah, we're yeah. Infl- inflating. Exactly. Oh, it's growth. It's right. good. Right, exactly. Negative and, growth. Um, yeah, and 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 well, yeah, and GDP and money velocity and money supply are the only things um, based on the mathematically speaking that affect this that affect inflation at all. So yeah, it's, so this book is, it's funny. Yeah, what, what's the name of the book again, Turd? It's called "The Deficit Myth: Modern Monetary Theory in the Birth like of the MMT. People's Economy." Yeah. It's by Stephanie Calvin. I actually I heard about this book uh, from uh, the Majority Report, uh, that show on YouTube. It's a Sam Cedar's show, I guess. And by the way, I thought you didn't watch um, TV. <laughs> it's on well, YouTube. It's, it's on YouTube. It, it's oh, on TV. What's but, the difference um, between yeah. between a TV show and a YouTube show? Uh, YouTube's on the internet, uh, but, but check <laughs> television's on the what internet. I, We're on the internet. Are we a radio show? <laughs> Oh, good point. Okay, so <laughs> what I'd like, and I guess Ian and Mark did uh, did debate Sam Cedar a long time ago, but you guys should invite him back on the show to debate because he won't take my call from what I can tell. Like I like I call his show, 
and then I spend like huh, two, weird. three hours on hold, and he never takes the call. Can't so, imagine but, why like, he wouldn't want to talk to you. Well, well, it, to, to his to to his credit of his staff, Emma Vigland actually has taken my call. She's hung up in the middle of my call both times yeah. I've ever talked to her. I guess she can't refute what I'm saying, or she just hates me. But uh, she actually, to her credit, has taken my call. Mm. But Sam Cedar Walt, and it would be nice for you guys to have him on your show so I can call in and ask him about the equation of exchange and quantity theory <laughs> yeah. of money because um, I'd like to know what, what his thoughts are about that. Hey, Turd. Uh, or if you got – Hey, Turd, guys, th thanks for the yeah. call, man. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you're, you're, you're hanging I, up on I, like yeah, I, I, He's complaining about the other host I wanna, hanging up on I want to <laughs> I want to just hit this for Turd. Turd, this one goes out to you. There's the dump yeah. button. Yep. Hang on, nobody can hear us yet. I'm gonna wait for it to. There right. we go. People, uh, people should uh, be able to hear us again. I just wanted to get you know when Turd calls, I like to flush him out. Yeah, you, you know, know how you like pour one out for the homies, <laughs> yeah. like oh okay, like, that's for what we Turd. do for <laughs> a flush. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't go around with a name like Turd Ferguson and not get flushed, right? So. Um, yeah, kind of asking Coming up, for our it. number two although, story. <laughs> although I will say that actually was our number two story. Oh, that was the number two. So now we got three number two stories, <laughs> and we didn't talk about it during the break either. Um, oh, yeah, we didn't. Um, I will say that uh, uh, first of all, MMT, Modern Monetary Theory. Uh, it's just that it's theory. Uh, near as I can tell, uh, the author of the book Turd mentioned uh, is a what they call a Keynesian economist. So Robert, I Keynes, told you a college professor. Yes, Robert Keynes is the <laughs> paid the line. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why he's the reigning economist because he's wrong. But um, here's what helped me uh, grasp the economy. Right when you Ooh. start talking to people, like, so what do you know about the, the economy? economy? People are like, I don't really. The stock market is good. Uh, yeah, right. And most people just don't know. They don't right. get into it. They don't, you know, research this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're correct. They don't need to. Here's all you need to know about economics. <laughs> Supply and demand. Right. I need something. You're selling something. I'll buy it. That's it. That's all yep. you need to know. Everything else is hogwash. <laughs> right. Uh, if somebody's trying to tell you that, oh, well, you see, we have to have inflation and we have to have taxation. Right. We're going to grow our way blah, out of blah, it. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. No, they're, they're full of crap. You don't need any of that stuff. What you need is to get the heck out of the way, specifically government, and let the market do its job. The market will take care of all of the problems that it encounters mm -hmm. by itself. It is the most beautiful creation. It is a, an extension of the network effect. We've already seen the network effect improve our lives by you know, 10, 20, 100 times, whatever it is, uh, whether it's the telegraph or the internet. Right, These are all extensions of the network effect, all extensions of the market. The market is just human beings transacting with each other for their mutual benefit. Right, and if there's no mutual benefit, then a deal's not made, and so that's really all you need to know about economics. Right, it reminds me of the story you were talk talking about the fax machine. Like one fax machine can't do anything; two fax machines can just do two things. But when you do three fax, like it started. With, I think you had a story about fax machines and the, oh. and the and the effect of the the more people that have these things, the more communication oh, that can come right. Out. It was yeah, it was, it was about, about the fax machine. It was about the numbers, right? Uh, the telephone numbers, or themselves. maybe it was telephone numbers, right? Yeah. So what happens is. Uh, the more devices that get invented that require a phone number, the more phone numbers that need to exist. And so at some point, the phone companies ran out of numbers. Right. Because of pagers and faxes yeah, and yeah, cell phones yeah. right. and, you know, all that kind of a thing. And so they had to start doing what they call area code splits. 
So if you live in, uh, we're in New Hampshire, 603, right? Now, New Hampshire's not populated enough for them to have done a split here. Unless everyone has two pagers. But if they ever <laughs> did, if they ever did need to do an area code split, they would probably just separate, uh, we'll call it the greater Manchester area, right? right? That whole southeastern corner of New Hampshire where, Boston's trash where can. the city, is, yeah, yeah. The, where all the, the city folk are. Right. Uh, and that would be its own area code, and then the rest of New Hampshire would remain 603. Right. And so now they'd have a whole nother. Oh, no, I think it would be the other way around. They'd have a whole, well, maybe it would. I don't yeah. know. But either way, they'd have a whole new area code and a whole new bank of, you know, uh, four, five, six, seven digit, you know, numbers, combinations to choose from right. uh, once they do issue a new area code. So, yeah, it, it creates problems. Uh, having devices with numbers and so now there's like you know there's google voice there's all these voip companies doing phones and phone stuff and there's numbers that businesses can buy that you know only uh that people can like you and i can text into and it's fielded by a call center full of customer service reps (laughs) or whatever right and they can respond to those right in a in a group way through like a ticketing system that's unknown to anyone on the other side you think you're talking to bob at such such and such company but you're talking to like greg who has a pseudonym because he doesn't want his real name used on his job or whatever right right because he's got a stalker from five years ago or something right you know and like and maybe he only picks up half the conversation before his shift is over and somebody else pipes in finishes the conversation for him all unknown to you but how do you text like text this word to this five digit number where does that go To, to that number to, to, well, well, a lot of it's automated, number, Who has right? the number 5173? Yeah. I mean, is it just a, a text forwarding to a um, so usually, email or something? Usually what that is, is uh, I'm not sure how they get away with doing like a less than 10-digit number. Yeah, it's uh, kind of weird. The only know. way I know of to get around that is to do a non-area code number, which means your marketing has to be targeted at an area that is only going to text that from that area. So in right. 603, New Hampshire, right, uh, the advertiser would only be advertising to people in New Hampshire. Right? Gotcha. But I don't know. Like, I've seen that on, like, nationally televised programs, too. They're like, to vote, text, blah, blah, to 7172. Right. And you're like, <laughs> where's, where's, okay. Who's, whose phone number is 7172? <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, want that phone number. I think these are things that you can just buy from certain providers. Uh, that right. will allow you to do that one time right. or, you know, that kind of a thing. 603-555. Oh, man, the 555 <laughs> is, yeah, that's an interesting one. They developed that specifically for TV and film. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, folks wouldn't call, call. actual phone numbers, right. right? So the phone companies got together and said, hey, let's just use 555. And nobody ever issued phone numbers with 555. And they're like, oh, okay. So you'll never see a fax machine or a cell number or whatever with, like, Area code and then five five five, right? And then four digits after that. Uh, I think I'm going to start doing that. Just, I'm just going to tell Mike, what's your phone number? Six zero three five five five. Just tell tell the marketer, hey, what's your phone number? <laughs> uh, so anyway, let's get back to this, the captain continues. Let's get back to this Florida man bit because <laughs> yeah. I want to know more about these Florida man games. Uh, so if if you tuned in in our first segment, you would know that we're talking about this article from the AP. First ever Florida Man Games will feature beer, beer, beer belly wrestling and evading arrest obstacle course. Uh, organizers of the Florida Man Games describe the competition as the most insane athletic showdown on earth. Whoa. This isn't just a competition. It's a one-of-a-kind Floridian spectacle. <laughs> spectacle. As I if, love that. I love as, a good spectacle, you know? As if Florida isn't a spectacle enough, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> Stephen having this legendary Florida man be associated with it. Can you imagine if like there was like a New Hampshire man, you know, or any other state? Yeah, right? what would you? It's like skiing, beard growing. You know what state I never hear about? Oklahoma. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a place, huh? I never hear about. So that. I was actually thinking about this the other day because I was just I, sometimes I just like looking at maps. I don't know. I'm kind of a nerd, so I do this stuff like that sometimes. And I'm looking at like the central United States, and I'm just like, "What is it like to live in Kansas? Oh, Flyover yeah. country? Yeah. It's all squ- everything's all, square. Like, it's flat. yeah, that's the thing. Like all square over there, and flat. Like, yeah. is there anything there? Tornadoes, corn and corn, yeah, and corn, Soybeans. and ranches, so, and there's a couple of cities, right? You yeah, know, every state's got a couple. And it's like you have to drive like two hours to get anywhere in a straight it's super line. Rural. In a straight line, that would drive me I've, crazy. I've I've had the mispleasure of driving through Montana several times. Oh, but I bet it's beautiful, though, right? It's just exactly what we're describing Kansas like. It's flat. Really? It's flat. No it's boring. Big sky it's, state. It's the exact same scenery yeah. forever. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be like a really beautiful place. Montana is like the longest state Maybe, to drive um, through. Oh, I'm sure. Really? From it looks like it. East to west or west to east or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's the, like, when you leave, like, I used, I, I've In had to drive. Line. Yeah, I had to yeah. drive from Seattle to Minneapolis on a number of occasions when I lived in Seattle. Uh, and so, um, holy crap, like you leave Seattle and you get into the rest of Washington State, which kind of looks like Montana. Uh, you know, it's they got three seasons on, on eastern Washington, the, the two-thirds of it that aren't on the other side of the mountains. Yeah. And so, but it only takes like six hours or something to get yeah. across Washington State. So then you get into Idaho, and it takes like 30 minutes to get through just that one the skinny of part. Idaho. Yeah, yeah. it's the skinny and part. And you're like, oh, I've already made it through two states. This is wonderful. And then you hit Montana. It's like 12 hours. And that's most of your trip. Yeah. Right? You don't get to cross another state line for like two days or something, right? You know, depending on you know, what you're, you know. Uh, the last time I went through, not the last time, the first time I went through, I hit Montana at daybreak. And Montana has these speed limit signs that say speed limit night sixty five, and that's it. I don't know if it's if it's still there, but they had no daytime speed limit. They're like you're not so, supposed to drive through here during the day. Yeah, so I drive at night. No, I hit Montana at daybreak. I had just fueled up you know, as I got into Montana at the at the border, and so I just stepped on the gas. Yeah, you're like, oh sweet, there's no speed limit. I anymore. was driving like a 1985 Chevy yeah. Citation. And like the speedometer only went up to eighty five, so like yeah. I have no idea how fast I was going. I buried that needle, and it still took you two days. It still, took you days. <laughs> and it was boring. Away. I only stopped to like use the John and grab some snacks. Yeah, right. you know, maybe but, some trucker speed. You know what? I, I think there's a lot of states like that where if you're just on the interstate, it's like wow, this is like you know, the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. But once you get off and you kind of go to some of the you know the byways sites and you know the you you look around and do something else, some maybe touristy stuff or whatever. Go on a hike. It, it's actually probably quite beautiful because I always heard that Montana was beautiful. But maybe uh, I don't know what route you were taking, but I've driven through it several times. Bad and, review from and, Captain. And I and I also took a train through it as well. Wow. And I thought, oh well, I'm on the train this time. Maybe I'll just sit at the window or in the dining car or whatever, mm-hmm. and like I'll just watch the beautiful Montana scenery as it goes by. <laughs> And there wasn't? It's like a cartoon. It's the same thing. I (laughs) swear. Yeah, I swear to God. It was the same thing. Just rolling back and forth. Same tree would go by. You know, same You start to question your existence. You're like, like, am I really here? Is the train going in circles? Is this an illusion? (laughs) 
and then finally you get you know, into one of the Dakotas or whatever. And, yeah. So I mean, I couldn't see you know North Dakota being better. Have you ever flown over the United States uh, during daylight, like West Coast to yeah. to East Coast yeah. or something like that? Oh, yeah. But um, usually south, though. I'm usually going to like Mexico or like Southern California, like somewhere uh, in that pocket. I've never been to the speci- uh, the specific the, the Pacific, no, Pacific the, north the, northwest. Could you be more Pacific? <laughs> but yeah, I've never been up there. So yeah. whenever I'm flying over, um, it's I've never normally heard anybody mix like those a up That's pretty sweet. <laughs> Usually, most people are like, yeah, I, you know, can you be more Pacific? Yeah, more, yeah. No, I, I lived in the specific I, northwest for 22 years. I can be dumb in very unique ways. I pride myself on that. You create you. new and Thank unique you. ways to be dumb. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a skill, Nikki. <laughs> we love you, man. You're not going anywhere. Nope. You can't dumb your way out of this job. Nope. What if there's a Florida, That's how I got this job. I'm, I know how you blondes work. <laughs> yeah. There's a Florida woman uh, contest. Maybe. A Florida woman. Yeah. Named Nikki, what? No, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, the Florida man concept crept into the nation's consciousness a decade ago. I think it's been more than a decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. With the at Florida man Twitter account. I, I, know. Oh, well, I don't that know might if that was the years. start of it. Maybe yeah, that no, was, was Twitter 10 years old. Is it still a thing? Oh, it has to be older than that. Twitter? Yeah, Florida man has to be way older than that. Uh, well, do you Twitter remember, too has to be older the, than that. Do you remember the website Imgur? Imgur, I M G U R. Yeah, mm-hmm. they probably uh, still have that, right? I, I think it still exists. I haven't been there in a long time, but like I remember, like that's predating Twitter and all that kind of crap, I believe. And they had memes about Florida man wow. long before there was a at Florida man Twitter account. Yeah, but at any rate, the account with the tagline "Real Life Stories of the World's Worst Superhero" <laughs> has been home to headlines such as. Florida man firebombs garage that impounded his car, hits his own vehicle, <laughs> and Florida man tried to pay for McDonald's with weed. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea because, like, look at Probably the people that- its value. <laughs> yeah, way better. And look at the people that work at McDonald's. I mean, they're like, yeah, right, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think that, like, 16-year-old kid doesn't want your grandma weed for a McChicken? They sure do. Yeah, they sure. probably do. General admission tickets to the event are going for forty five dollars. Really? So that so that, you know, a Florida man can afford them. <laughs> so a Florida man can afford them. <laughs> Two former stars of the nineteen nineties television show American Gladiators have agreed to serve as referees. Really? Wow. Oh, that's good. Uh a Saint Augustine resident is behind the games, Pete Melfi. M E L F I. Owner of the 904 Now, a media outlet covering St. John's County. We thought, how can we really play on these Florida Man headlines that we hear so much about? Someone gave me the idea to make it into an athletic competition, Melfi told the Orlando Sentinel. It's going to be a wild day of mud games and Florida-style obstacle courses. It's going to really be an opportunity to live that Florida Man life for a day. Wow. Cool. They should have like a hurricane machine, too, that you have to... Hold on to a stop sign while the thing is. If we can do like a like a remote, you know, show or have somebody go down there, reporting live from Florida Man Gates. Yeah, I'm here on the scene, Captain, at the Florida Man competition. You know, we're we're watching the evading arrest competition right now. There are two real police officers. They're asking me questions. Oh man, you know, be would be even better. 
mini Florida man. Oh. <laughs> Fun-sized. I believe uh, fun-sized is the politically correct term. Not midgets? <laughs> no. Not midgets. Oh. Okay. Fun-sized uh, wrestling? Uh, yeah. I, I saw midget wrestling, so I don't... I didn't see fun-sized wrestling. Eh. But it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up, including a number two story. We'll figure out which one and hopefully have it for you soon. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Nothing more to say. <laughs> you, you, you've said it all. I, and we're back. I couldn't have done that back, any better back. myself, even though I was part of it. Wow. Who put, the quarter, sounds, who yeah, put so, the quarter in classic? Yeah, it sounds like the band Zebra from the <sighs> 80s. You know He's what been that? practicing. You know, like that, that terminology is going to be lost. What? Uh, who put band the quarter the in? Right? Oh, yeah. like, what does it oh, even refer to? A jukebox? Right? Yeah. Like, does anything even take a quarter anymore? Like a maybe parking a parking meter. meter. Not even. Right? Not even. Most of them are you gotta pay on your phone. Oh, that's um, true. Uh, shopping cart at Aldi's. Oh, okay. yes, that's right. a good one. All right. What about the uh, what about the the stupid little horse riding thing in front of the grocery store? Yeah, I think maybe. those, Do those maybe. still exist. Um, they have one yeah, a market I think basket. So. Do they? Yeah. yeah, in Swansea. Yeah, the uh, yeah classic market basket yellow horse. Yeah. It's yep. a staple of my childhood, actually. Huh. So it's but, worth a quarter. Does it still take a quarter, though? I think so. Or is it like a dollar and quarters? Right? <laughs> but that's how the gumball machines are now. Now yeah. they're like fifty cents. Ugh. I'm like, didn't you yeah. used to be able to get a gumball for like I a saw, penny? I saw one. It was the penny candy. It was whatever you know? the little trinkets that come in the little plastic yeah. uh, bubbles, egg or bubble or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And but it was a buck fifty. Yeah. And I'm like, what? That's steep. You're like. like Chill out, man. That's a temporary tattoo. Okay, I remember. I remember asking, you know, a parental unit or a grandparent yeah, or something like. Can I have a quarter? Can I have a quarter for the cup of machine? Can I have a cup of machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. you bug them enough. They get here. Fine, shut up. Have a quarter. Yeah. But like now, I'm about to mean like fifty. Yeah. Like, get, like, get a yeah. job, kid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like buying the uh, what is it? The hundred hundred plastic pennies for a dollar fifty or yeah for like four bucks. Dollar twenty nine. Yeah. For hundred. Yeah. Plastic pennies. Hundred plastic pennies. Dollar twenty nine. <laughs> Uh, it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us. Uh, Nikki, you stepped out. 
I did during the break, and so <laughs> you lost your vote. I'm going to give you. <laughs> I lost my vote. No, okay. no, no. I'm I'm going That's to give right. you. Am I the tiebreaker? Oh, be, um, well, <sighs> well, because if you guys voted yeah, for the think, same one, sure, then... you're the tiebreaker. Yeah, you are the tiebreaker. Yeah, oh, yeah, come because... on. So, did you guys vote for different ones? I need to know. Uh, well, you're the tiebreaker. So. They were both submitted by me, but okay. yeah. Captain wanted right. the newest one. I wanted the older one. And let's so, let's hear it. So, um, uh, the first one is the the punami. Yep. Already a fan of that one. And so. the other one is about uh, holding in your poo at work. Well, you shouldn't do that because that's like the best part about work is getting paid to poop. <laughs> well, it says a doctor says it's bad for you. Which of these two stories would you like to be the number two story tonight? Yeah, we'll you? go with the Punami. Punami oh, it is. All right, all right. Dang. All right. All right. This is from dailymail.co.uk. Britain's being battered by a Punami. <laughs> battered. Is that really the right right terminology? Uh, Unprecedented outbreak of diarrhea. Unprecedented? Is there ever a precedented? (laughs) We've set a precedent for a certain amount of diarrhea that's acceptable. This is unacceptable. Unprecedented outbreak of diarrhea causing parasite that can spread in swimming pools alarms health chiefs. So why are people pooping in the swimming pool? (laughs) Because they're drinking Code the swimming brown. pool water. Code brown. Code brown. Somebody, somebody played the brown note. I'm I'm certain of it. Uh, I don't know. Let's go to the story and find out. Uh, this was uh, written by somebody and published at some time. Britain is being battered by an unprecedented outbreak. Outbreak, yeah, of diarrhea causing parasite. Cases of cryptosporidium. I'm not even oh, sure how crypto. I crypto cryptosporidium. Not even sure how I knew how to pronounce that, but I did. I've apparently read that word prior to tonight. Hmm. Right. Cases of cryptosporidium, which can survive in swimming pools for up to a week, are three times higher than normal. Health chiefs are baffled as to the source of the outbreak, <laughs> which has spread to every corner of the nation. I assume they're talking about Britain because it says Britons mm. in the beginning. Anyway. And I don't think Britain has corners. Four really. corners. I don't think yeah. so either. No, well, not really. the world is flat, it might. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Oh boy! Uh, All right, I'm going to end right. this. I'm going to end this flat Earth conversation right here and right now. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, all of the water that exists on planet Earth uh, is free from carbon dioxide. Therefore, the Earth is flat. Correct. Uh, yes. Oh man. Yeah. It's not carbonated. It's right. flat. Yeah. Right. So there you go. I have friends in all four corners of the globe. Flat Earth, it's real. <laughs> because it's uncarbonated. <laughs> yeah. The the Flat Earth Society has offices all around the globe. <laughs> in all four corners of the they, globe. They literally advertised <laughs> yeah. that at some point. It was on oh, like their letterhead funny. or uh, you know, on their website or something. You know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, health chiefs are baffled as to the source of this outbreak. Early investigations suggest the spike is linked to swimming, including in pools. Well, if that's where they're finding it. I mean, where I else mean, are you yeah, going to swim? Duh. I yeah. guess you could swim in the ocean, the lake. Yeah. Right, okay. Officials investigating the unusual cluster of cryptosporidium cases believe it could be linked to the holidays abroad, as dozens of affected Brits had traveled to Spain and other Mediterranean Counties, yeah. Mediterranean counties. I mean, you mean countries? Counties? No, they're on they're on holiday, right? So they get sorry, countries, they, countries, not count. Yeah, other Mediterranean countries. Uh, <laughs> then, of course, they have a chart, and it's got lines and squigglies on it, and it says like expected range, and it's way it, down low. What's the background of the chart? 
uh, unprecedented. <laughs> no, no, the, the, the... Oh, it's a it's a toilet, <laughs> and it's like the lower half of a man walking into a toilet. Oh, the lid is up. Only one of the two lids. So like the lid lid is up, but yeah. then the the butt lid is, is down. down. Yeah. Uh, the butt lid. The, butt, the seat, the, yeah. The seat, the seat also seat, known you. as the butt lid. Yeah. <laughs> Making up things as we go. Uh, there's like the lower half of a man walking in. He's got his hands like as if he's unbuckling because, you know, he's got to go. Yeah, quick. Yeah. You know, and, and that's all the background We're just really happy shows. he made it out of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's he is, dressed. He's in long slacks. So if he was in the pool, it's also unprecedented. Bad infographic. <laughs> totally. Uh, it says 2,411 cases of the stomach bug have been spotted across the UK. That's the UK for those mm-hmm. of you. The UK. <laughs> or yuck, if you want to pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, with weekly notifications peaking at 450 towards the end of September, triple the level normally expected. I wonder, I'm wondering if normally this sort of thing is like due to foodborne illness. Like normally it's like the romaine lettuce, right? It's always the salmonella is salmonella. always in the kale, the, man. It's in yeah, the kale. the kale, the romaine, you know. Yeah. So I'm wondering. As well as diarrhea, cryptosporidium can cause vomiting, stomach pains, and fever. Side effects include growth of a third eye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Blinky. I was just reciting some <laughs> drug commercial I saw once. Uh, the chlorine-resistant parasite is spread by oh. contaminated fecal matter entering the mouth, such as oh. while swimming. Oh. <sighs> Don't repeat this that. This is why I don't swim in public pools. And it, it, it beats the chlorine, maybe which is terrible. Maybe it's the result of Bart Simpson for the last, what, 30 years t- telling people to eat, eat his shorts. shorts. Yeah. <laughs> they're, finally, they're finally doing it. Finally, there's some wow. effect to that. Uh, traces of dried poo can wash off an infected swimmer's, you know, rear end. <laughs> um. Uh, infected people can shed up to 100 million cryptosporidium germs in a single bowel movement, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Swallowing just 10 is enough to get it. 10 cryptosporidii. Cryptosporidiums? A U.K. health security agency... Investigating in investigation into the outbreak said the increase was observed in August when there was a rise in routine stool samples analyzing cryptosporidium infections. What? What? A routine? What, <laughs> yes. That, Am I the so, only one that's not doing whoa. the routine stool sample? Okay, so look, a security agency in, was doing <laughs> this. Is part part of what makes Britain great? <laughs> yeah. Is that the UK? The 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 UK the UKHSA, the UKHSA. A UK health security agency uh, said the increase was observed in August when there was a rise in routine stool samples analyzing cryptosporidium infections. Now, does that mean they were just taking more samples? Well, it sounds routine. That's what it sounds, yeah. It increased in routine samples. Oh, so it, an increase in the bacteria. How disturbing is it that government <laughs> has a routine <laughs> of taking stool samples? Nothing else I, would, to do I would hope that it's the, what, like, what is their thing called? The Public Health Service? It's, it's, no, it's security something. The a UK Health Security Agency, UKHSA, is their acronym. Health Security. Yeah. Health Security. Well, they might be security. looking for the Cervezas sickness because I think a lot of the Cervezas sickness was, uh, they were testing septic systems and, and uh, sewer okay. treatment plants for Cerveza. So... Know. This is uh, just Beer? sort of just sort of out of nowhere. No, the, uh, the the nineteen. 
Just sort of out of nowhere. Oh. sickness. Have oh, you guys okay. ever heard of Parvo? No. So is Parvo uh, is it Galliano? Parvo is something that generally pets will come down with, like a dog, for example. Uh, it is a result of, you know how sometimes dogs eat dried poo? Yeah, they're into oh, I got that. I a good story about that. Yeah. So <laughs> Snickers. So this girl I know from some time back contracted Parvo. Ew. From the dog? No pets. Hey. Doesn't know how she got it. Yeah, doesn't know. Okay. At least according to her. Skippy. Yeah. But I'm told <laughs> but I'm told that it's this exact same method. Like if you ingest yes. something. Oh, I'm sure. And so, that's how you get it. And, uh, you know, she had to take some drugs or whatever. And it was, yeah. fine, was she over in the UK? Know. She was not. <laughs> she was not. She was Are they into that oh. over there? I don't know. So uh I had a restaurant job, right? It's a good story. And there was a couple that worked there. They were both line cooks, I believe. Okay. And they both contracted, um, oh, was it salmonella? Is that the E. coli? Oh, yeah. Yes. So they both contracted E. coli. And one of the um, waitresses I worked with was like, don't they know they're supposed to shower before they do that? (laughs) And after. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the thing about the dog? What was that called with the dog? Parvo. All right. So a friend of mine had a beagle, and he, uh, it used to go outside and eat its own you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. stuff. Yep. So he went to the veterinarian. The veterinarian told him to put Tabasco sauce on it. <laughs> <laughs> to teach, a, to teach I'll him show to eat you. Huh. He said it worked. He <laughs> liked, I don't know. It depends what type of dog you have. So. It was a beagle. This is not, Sometimes uh, they like the spicy, though. Uh, this is not veterinary advice. We are not veterinarians. <laughs> don't use Tabasco. <laughs> Unless you're a line cook. Use, use Tabasco at you and your, your pet's own risk. Yeah. Uh, we, we take no, no uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Liability. Yep. Liability. Yeah, we are not liable. Right. Do not try this at home. Hold harmless even with indemnify per, us. Even with parental supervision, don't try this at home. Just right. don't try this, period. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, apparently 2,411 cases have been discovered across the UK. Wow. Weekly notifications. Yeah, we already covered that. Um. Officials suspect even these numbers are an underestimation of the true numbers of Brits infected, with many suffering symptoms without seeking treatment. Reporting the outbreak in the journal Euro Surveillance. Oh, whoa. They have a journal. There's a lot of surveillance yeah. over there. Health well, security. You know, they took away their guns, so yeah. what, are the, what else are they going to do? They're bored, <laughs> right? They can't you know, be chasing after people when they don't have any guns, so they got to form all these bureaucratic agencies to do all sorts of bureaucratic things that... You know, otherwise oppress and tax and, mm-hmm. you know, make fools out of themselves. They're yeah. probably looking for more funding, right? Oh, we've seen an increase. We need more funding to find more of this stuff. Uh, the UK HSA experts wrote, given the scale and geographical spread of the exceedance across regions and nations of the UK, a single local exposure is an unlikely cause. So, no, it wasn't because Brad's a stinky butt who never washes and he went <laughs> yeah. swimming at the pool. Takes a bath in the pool. Uh, I mean, I'm sure these things always existed, but they're, it sounds like recently they became resistant to chlorine, which is what most people are using hmm. to sanitize their, their pools, pools right. and their hot tubs and, you know, or, other public swimming holes, or right? Or something got into whatever it is they're using to sanitize their pools. So they're, and they're all using the same crap. Maybe. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, at any rate, a survey of, wait, no, hang on. Blah, 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 single, okay. A survey of almost 500 patients handed out by health officials to help pin down the cause of the outbreak showed 
54% of those infected had been overseas 14 days before suffering their first symptoms. It's not our fault. It's their fault. Yeah. Right. It's them. You were over there with them. It's their fault. You brought it back here. Now it's ours. Travel ban. Travel ban. So don't go to Britain, apparently. If you I don't, wouldn't. If you don't want this. Well, no, don't go to Britain, then to a Mediterranean. Well, don't go to the Mediterranean and then to Britain. Right, 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 right. right. You can go to Britain now because they already have it. You don't have to import it. So if, <laughs> right. Yeah, you, don't, you can actually save half your travel expenses. Right. By just going directly to <laughs> they Britain. Can, they can enjoy the same <laughs> same effects <laughs> in Britain without having to travel. That's right. Half price. <laughs> uh, of the 215 cases for which more detailed travel information was available, nearly half reported traveling to either Spain's mainland or islands such as uh, Mojorca and Ibiza. I'm probably mispronouncing those as well. Two-thirds had gone swimming before being plagued by symptoms. All right, well, stop mm. swimming. Our initial findings would suggest swimming, either in the UK or abroad, including the use of pools and foreign travel to a variety of destinations, may underlie the current increase, they wrote. Or is it in the water? It's not what's in the water. It is the water. Well, that's what I'm asking. Like, yeah. if it's such a widespread thing where you're like, yeah, it's not a single point. Yeah. There's not, you know, we can't trace it to like, oh, it came from, you know, these two pools in this little community over here, right? If they, if it's too it's widespread for that, over? you got to look at your water supply. Wow. Yeah. Right? I don't see them saying anything about, yeah, we looked at the water supply and it was mm. fine. But I mean, like, that's crazy to be like in the Mediterranean, too. I mean, that could just be a cover up. They're like, oh, well, these people traveled. I'm sure a lot of people travel on holiday. You know, maybe that's mm. right. Did they swim in a pool when they were on holiday right. or did they swim in a pool when they got back? You know, it's kind of need more details. Should ban those but... swimming pools. <laughs> Probably. Dangerous, dangerous swimming pools. Ban it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Ban water. Bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, just, just stop drinking water. Just stop drinking water. Beer has food value, but food has no beer value. <laughs> and beer is typically much cleaner than water. So there you go. Right. There you have it. There's a reason why beer, uh, you know, people figured out how to transport that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and like people yeah. would drink it before they would drink water. Yeah, because uh, it was cleaner. Yeah, when no, literally it was cleaner. It was. Yeah. Uh, this is not medical advice, but... You know. But it is drunken Just, advice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At this stage, other sources, for example, contaminated food cannot be excluded as contributing to the exceedance, they wrote. The experts added that they were working on a public health information campaign urging the public to not use swimming pools while suffering cryptosporidium symptoms because for 14 days after signs of illness have cleared as they, this is a poorly written article, as they can <laughs> still infect articles. For being for being British, they should do a poor job of English. <laughs> right. Crikey. Uh, want to crumble this up and throw it in the trunk. I'm sorry, the boot. The bin. No, the bin. The, boot. the bin, yeah. The bin. The bin. Oh, yeah, sorry, the, the, the car boot. Car the, boot. That's the trunk. The trunk, yeah. yeah, yeah. The boot. Anyway, uh, they also added that they're working with their EU equivalents. That means more bureaucrats. Thank God. Oh bureaucrats gosh. working. Can you imagine? You're, you're a bureaucrat. And then you have to work with more bureaucrats. Yeah, well, that's what they do, right? Right. And then, how, so like, how are they going to get to the bottom of this diarrhea <laughs> well, first without like to, 17 different government bureaucratic agencies? Well, I mean, first, how would they ever figure it out? First, they're going to have to create uh, an intra-country, an intra-state uh, yeah, we need NECA <laughs> organization, yeah. a bureaucracy. Somebody call the European Union. <laughs> and then they're going to have to have forms that they have to fill out yeah. in a blue-ribbon commission. 
yeah. one, this one mecca bureaucratic organization that's exactly. going to work with all the other bureaucrats to figure out why the bureaucrats can't find anything or do anything and then, or fix anything. And then by the time they figure it out, everybody who got the disease is already dead. <laughs> who let the poo out? <laughs> who flung poo? Uh, they, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, for most people, cryptosporidiosis, the technical name for the infection, is mild. It typically clears up on its own without any treatment within a few days or weeks. However, for vulnerable people like those with weakened immune systems and the elderly or patients undergoing cancer treatment, or it people can that be, are vaccinated against COVID, <laughs> people who are it can be more serious. Wait, I've got it. You can go swimming wherever you want, whenever you want. Just put a mask over your butt. Oh, aren't you supposed to be doing that already? So no skinny wow. dipping. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like bottoms those, only. A mask no, no. on your butt. Yeah, I mean, it seemed to like that's what they did. So for, right. Well, that was the face, face yeah. diaper. Yeah. So now isn't that just a, a regular it's diaper? Just a diaper. <laughs> yeah. Just a diaper. Everybody just start wearing diapers <laughs> while you're swimming, because then they get all you know filled with water and heavy and droop down. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. I'm sure it'll drive the safety wild. first, folks. Safety first. Due to its highly infectious nature, people with symptoms such as diarrhea and vomiting are told to stay off work or school until they have been free from these symptoms for at least 48 hours. I think I know what might be behind this. It's probably a large chlorine manufacturer in the EU who is trying to get this thing ramped up so that they have to increase the amount of chlorine in the pools in Britain Ooh, to get a chlorine, contract. Right, yeah. So paying off the policy, well, you know, you got to do something about this poo. It's some like... A uh, somewhat savvy salesperson who's like, you know, you know how dogs like drag their butt across the carpet. <laughs> He's doing that in these like batches of chlorine at the chlorine factory. Right. Right. So that like, you know, it creates this thing where people are like, oh, we better up the chlorine content right. to like sanitize our pools. More. I'm just your guy. And he's like, "Oh sure, we can give you more chlorine." Right. No he problem. makes a nice campaign donation yeah. to whoever the health minister is, and yeah, yeah. chlorine yeah. sales up, and yeah. then the problem's gone. And, and, and now you just got to keep elevated and levels of chlorine. He's made more commission and you exactly. know, buys himself a new, a new not a Lamborghini, a Ferrari. Ferrari. Yes. 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 yes, he buys himself a new Ferrari. And why do we mention the Ferrari? Because uh, you can buy one with crypto. You can. Yes. I know. Not cryptosporidium. Hell of a segue. <laughs> you can't. We've, we've, we managed to segue the number two story using crypto, cryptosporidium. <laughs> Uh, and Bitcoin, and Lamborghinis, and Ferraris. So wow, what a transition! I mean, mic drop. Like if we didn't have, and we didn't, and it was we're like, only halfway through the show, so yeah. we can't. Right, All right, I mean, that would back up. You should have yeah. waited for the music break at the bottom of the hour to yeah. do that. Then you would have just like hit it, but. But then we wouldn't have had the great uh, unplanned and <laughs> unscripted uh, segue. That just occurred, right? Like, you are correct. These these things happen spontaneously, or at least when they do happen spontaneously, and they're not forced. They're the best segues ever. Well, that's why you're the captain. You planned it. I didn't. I, I, I'm not... Uh... I just merely facilitated it. Okay. Yes. Oh. yes. I I left the mukes, the mukes unmited. <laughs> I left the mics unmuted. <laughs> what the heck is wrong Spiraling today, towards man? perfection here. He's got cryptosporidium in that coffee. Uh, Something. (laughs) Hopefully not. Maybe there's not enough of Uh, something in here. I should put some whiskey in here later. I mean, if it was made with water from Keen, there's plenty of chlorine in it. Yeah, no kidding. I I can't believe that they didn't even mention, like, looking at, like, 
city water. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. Uh, 603-283-6160 is the phone number if you'd like to join us. Coming up, yes, we are going to talk about Ferrari and crypto. Plus, uh, why is the U.S. halting civilian firearms shipments? More Free Talk Live is coming up. The insatiable desire for freedom. We have been enslaved for all our lives. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Yes, we are back. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to start bringing in like... Yeah, mute my mic uh, until... Uh, I'm going to have to start bringing in like an electric can opener. <laughs> an electric, yeah. And some cans, oh, of, cans of tuna. Just yeah. like, <laughs> like right running. before the show start, I'll just open a can. You both come running in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Is that cat still hanging around here? No, no, no. no. Uh, turns oh, out, <laughs> turn, yes, turns out he's from like a, down the street, down the street, oh, across the busy road. Wow. Uh, but like they came by and got him, and then apparently he made his way back one back, time. Yeah. And because the contact was there, they called him again and yeah. they came and got him. So yeah, yeah. Cat's uh, name we called him Drac. Drac, yeah, because he was biting people. <laughs> he, he, he bites, but yeah. not. It's like a love bite, you know, like an attention. Like he like... will break the skin, but he's not biting you like out of defense. <laughs> it's or like a, right. like a little yeah. bit of like a crazy yeah. girlfriend bite. You know what I mean? Crypto yeah. you're, like, you're like, I like that, but ow. It's just like that, except you're like without the fun. like a little too much teeth. It's just yeah. exactly like that, but without the fun. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing? Oh, radio show. Right. Right. Who are you? Uh, I'm the captain. Who are you? Steve Classic. Who's she? And I'm Nikki. What's the name of the show? Free Talk Live. What's the phone number? Uh, it's 603 603- <laughs> Two eight three six one six zero. I tried to do the bouncing uh, yeah, ball with my finger, I, I, but, know, but I, I didn't want to distract you either. I, I, so, and this is probably in your way. And, and it's a it's nationally syndicated radio show that uh, caller driven, right? And uh, you should call in. And if you're an amplifier, I should probably the captain will mention your name. I should probably say thank you to uh, Silver Amplifier. Somebody called Six Pack. Whoa, hey. Florida spelled man. out, not Florida with the number, man. not with the number though. S i x p a c k. Uh, is a silver level amplifier. Wow. Uh, what does that mean? Well, that means Six Pack uh, decided to go visit amps.freetalklive.com and give us five bucks a month because Six Pack believes that that's the best use of his Liberty Dollar as far as contributions are concerned. I he, agree. He enjoys the perspective of peace, freedom, and prosperity that we bring. He enjoys the hosts, the co hosts, the callers, the content of the show. And he wants to help advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live. 
where does the money go? Well, most of it goes to getting us on more radio stations. We're on like 180 or so radio stations now. We could be on 200, 300, 350, not out of the question. It's all up to you. Uh, if you want to find out more, visit amps.freetalklive.com, and you'll see it's a Patreon kind of a setup. We only ask for 5 bucks a month. You can give more. And if you do, there's different you know benefits you get for giving. Uh, but that's not why you should contribute. You should contribute because you want to get the show on more radio stations. So thank you, Six Pack, for being an amplifier. If you want to become an amplifier for Free Talk Live, you can visit amps.freetalklive.com. And the captain will mention your name on the air. Well, one of our hosts will. It, you well, know, could if, you're, be me. if you're lucky. Could be me. Could be Sunday night. Could be Bonnie. Could be any other first chair host that we mm. either have had or will have again. Uh, so, yeah. Look, we've got a phone call. Let's go to this unscreened caller. You're live on the radio. What's your name, please? My name's Leaker from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hey, Leaker. Welcome. What's on your mind? I've got the answer to your poo problem. Oh, from a guy named from a guy named Leaker. Leaker. (laughs) Okay. This is ominous at best, but go ahead. Uh, Most swimming pools in Europe and in the Mediterranean are saltwater. There is no chlorine in the water. So it is the chlorine salesman. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no! I am not this chlorine salesman. (laughs) No, not you. But I think they're trying to sneak chlorine into the pools. That's what they'll they'll come up with some finding saying we need to add chlorine. Yeah, I spent I spent several years in Europe, and all the pools that I've ever went to were all saltwater. I'm a fan of saltwater pools. I'm like a very crunchy, I guess you could say. So I really don't like most chemicals. So like hippie, whatever, natural minded. Oh, yeah. Granola. Captain was giving yeah. me confused faces. I'm like like what? Crunchy? Like um, you're a battered woman and you're deep fried. <laughs> you know? Like, no. Hey, yeah. You know. That's- Actually sounds delicious, but uh, that too. But uh, anyways, I'm not a huge fan of chlorine, but when we're talking about public swimming pools where you have like hundreds of people visiting it, yeah, you might want to throw some extra chlorine in there because I don't think typically salts won't do it. But based on the article, it seemed like they were using chlorine and I think it mentioned that it was chlorine resistant. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but... Probably, but maybe that's how they contracted it, and then they brought it into the other pools. And even you, if there was chlorine, maybe it was... Or maybe they were swimming in the ocean uh, yeah. outside of a sewage treatment plant. Ooh, right. <laughs> that's disgusting. I was going to ask, uh, Leaker, do you know, can you just you know chuck a bunch of salt into chlorinated water? Uh, you can. I mean, like, would it help, right? Like, obviously, sure. I could grab a salt shaker, chuck <laughs> it in a pool. No, well, I mean, I mean, you're talking. I mean, they have the Mediterranean sea salt and whatever, whatever, whatever. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, but uh, most of the pools that I've ever went to, it was all salt water. Huh. I, I couldn't even smell chlorine. So, did every pool that you went to then have a freshwater shower? Uh, yes. Okay, I asked that because I spent some time in, uh, well, Florida. Florida man. I, I was once a Florida man. It's yeah. true. I, I was. I lived there for a minute. <laughs> and anyway, uh, at the saltwater beaches, the we'll call it the city, uh, they would every so often, I don't know, every mile or two or something like that, they would put up a freshwater shower so that if you went swimming in the saltwater, you could rinse off with the freshwater. Yeah. Right. It was, was cold only, so there was no hot, you know, yeah. it was just one temperature and, you know, you really couldn't 
I guess you could get naked, but like there was no like stall or yeah, just you know, wash the sand off just, your butt. Yeah, you're just trying to wash well the salt off of you after swimming in the salt water. Yeah, yeah, right? but but the city water probably has chlorine in it. If even in probably, Britain, if they're, if they're filling yeah. those pools. Well, it, it depends on what part of the world. In some in some parts of the world in Asia, it's uh, iodine, which is probably and better for you. I don't know. Well, you accept that you taste it. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd probably just stay out of the pool. It's a ban on swimming pools. Yeah, I'm not a fan of. Um, I, I guess I, I like you know lakes and and salt like in uh, the ocean and stuff like that. But I'm not a fan of swimming like public swimming pools and right, a hot, uh, hot tub at a like hotel a bunch like, of, like no I, yeah like a bunch of like I, kids I, I, and people peeing I in was, there I, I wasn't was it was it either except for in most european swimming pools it's it, the, the women are topless so which is bonus yeah exactly yeah <laughs> well you don't have to go into the pool for that i mean you That's can true. stay on the exactly. sidelines yeah. right yeah Probably get hot though. You want to go in? <laughs> Anything else today, Leaker? No, that's it. Hey, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. I almost thought he said blow me up. Uh, this is a. There's a. I don't know if he's still doing shows. There's an old radio guy's name is Tom Likas. Uh, he invented something called Flash Friday. Flash Friday, yeah. yeah, yeah. Saying that. Uh, so he used to be on Drive Time on the West Coast. Uh, I think all up and down the West Coast. I think the Tom Likas shit. Yeah, I think at some point he was on drive time in like all the major cities on the West Coast: Portland, Seattle, right. L.A., right, San Diego, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Afternoon and, guy. Yeah, and so uh, he was like, "Okay, it's Friday afternoon, everybody. Drive around with your headlights on if you want to be flashed." And this will let <laughs> all of great. our female listeners know that uh, you know if they see a car with their headlights on, to go ahead and flash them. And it worked. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Like, I got flashed a couple of times. Man. I'm really? surprised yeah. that the chicks were, like, actually into that. I mean, I'm not. But then again, I've been to, like, biker parties and stuff like that where, like, it's all about that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, they, have a, they have a contest at uh, one of the things I remember at one of the biker parties. They have a contest called the Weenie Bite. And so they basically tie a, a hot dog to a <laughs> string and hang it, you know, from a thing. And then, like, a biker is on his Harley or whatever and his old lady's on the back. And like she has to like sort of stand up while riding. Oh, I've seen and, this. Like, yes, and, like, I've seen this. And like take a bite Go, yeah. out of the what? out of the hot dog. Oh. <laughs> you know, as yeah. they, and they ride really slow, yeah. right? So yeah. they can kind of you know. And whoever takes the largest bite of the hot dog wins. Yep. Right. And then they have like the wet T-shirt contest. Yeah, you know all the good stuff. stuff. Yeah. So, wholesome. Yeah. Wholesome so, family wholesome, activities. Wholesome family like time activities. Yeah. yeah. Nothing lewd, rude, or sexual. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just a bite? wiener eating contest, <laughs> you, you know, nothing yeah. to see here. How did we get on this topic? Um, I don't know. The chlorine in the pool? Chlorine uh, in the pool. I don't know. <laughs> Boobs? I don't know. Tom Likas? Oh, Tom Likas, right. right. He invented... <laughs> like, <laughs> he said, right, the, the caller, Leaker, he, I thought he said at the end when I was hanging out, he was like, blow me up. And that used to be the thing that people would ask Tom Likas for. Tom Likas had this sound effect of like a, a nuclear bomb <laughs> yeah. or whatever, and so people would call in and ask to be blown up. On right. their way out, whatever you <laughs> like, hung up on. This is a bucket list <laughs> item. Yeah. So you're like, okay. <laughs> right. Big old explosion yeah. sound. Anyway. Uh, there was really no point in telling that story. <laughs> Other than it's fun to tell. Flash Friday. That's right. It was real. I, I was there. I lived it. Uh, at any rate, let's go back to your calls and thoughts. We have Dana calling from Michigan. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Hi, Captain. So I called for clarification. Normally, I always, always call for uh, commentary. But um, after I hung up, I wish you guys would, not just with me, but with other callers, if you don't understand something, ask the caller when they're online, because often things are being misinterpreted. And I know I didn't explain everything because Nikki made a remark. Um, and Nikki and I are almost always on the same page. And I was really taken aback by the remark until I thought about it and realized. Are you I talking really about your call from like last week or something, Dana? Yeah, last week, Sunday. Wow. Yeah. After I hung up. Why? I don't remember. What do you mean? Why? Well, I called. I'll remind you. And I was saying that we all need to be on the same side. Um, I am not a Republican, uh, but we don't have much of a choice. It's either a D or an R. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, the only winning move is not to play, so that's my move. <laughs> well, that's what you choose to do, but I, I just can't because I, I don't know why I can't. I guess I haven't given up yet. But um, Nikki made the remark about, I don't really know why she called now because Ian's in prison. And she did not know and then um, why I called over 10 years ago and warned Ian and Mark that they're going to come after you guys. So that's what the call was about, oh. that I yeah. warned. And I, and I understood that part. It just seemed like oh, okay. I didn't understand why you would call now to be like, it, it, it felt like kind of like, see, I told you so. Like I, I told you guys this was no, gonna, oh not God, gloating. No, and I don't no. And I want to clarify, like kidding? it didn't seem like it was like a malicious intent on your, on your part. Um, like, okay. I don't think I, I don't I want to, like, assume that you're like happy that Ian's in jail or anything like that. I really don't think that's the case. But it did kind of seem like you just wanted to call in to say, like, oh, I'm right. So I, I guess no, I just didn't really understand that, that not, point. No. And I think Captain understands because we've talked for much longer than I've called in on Sundays when you're on the show, Nikki. Oh, yeah. God, no, I'm not. I'm I'm out right. I rather be calling you guys saying we're all wrong. We were wrong. The other side is great. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We really don't want to take our freedom and our guns and everything else. No. What I was saying was over uh, 10 years ago when it was mostly in a mark, you guys weren't even a part of the show. And I told those guys and what I told you guys, I said, be very careful because libertarians really are very appealing. The freedom thing, the liberty thing um, is huge. That's a basic tenant to conservatism. Now, I vote Republican only because I vote for the most conservative. There isn't a conservative party. There is a libertarian party, but I don't agree with everything you guys agree with, but the basics, and that's what we need to focus on. And so that's what I was telling those guys. I said, you be careful because I don't trust this government. And this was all about Obama. I said, they're going to come for you guys because they've already come for the conservatives. They, they um, completely denounced the Republicans and made them look like the asses that they usually are. Can I say ass on on radio? You just did. (laughs) Yes, you can. Say it again. Twice. Okay, good. (laughs) So they, they, and they deserve that because they're idiots. They don't stand for anything they're supposed to. So when the Tea Party started, this wasn't an anti-black and Obama was never black. He is not the first black president. I, I digress. He's the first biracial president. I have friends who are biracial and they were 
so angry that he was running around calling himself black. Well, you can identify with whatever you want to and or what your wife tells you, because we all know Michelle wore the pants, wears the pants. <laughs> Big Mike. <laughs> So she, yeah, Big Mike. So she, oh he's going to do whatever she, he says, what wow. she, he tells him. So anyway, that being said, um, Obama went after conservatives because they were mad about the fiscal stuff, the stealing from us and and spending it on crap. And so they formed the Tea Party, which was so apropos because that's why the original Tea Party, if Obama would have studied history instead of revolution and how to overthrow the government that he's, you know, part of um, uh, through uh, Marxism, then he would have known the initial Tea Party was all because of the tax from King George III. So I thought that was so appropriate. It wasn't an anti-black thing, anti-Democrat, anti-Obama. So anyway, he went after the conservatives. So now I told those guys, I warned them, I said, you mark my words, you guys are going to be next. You're the last ones they're going to take out because this Democrat party is not the Democrats of John F. Kennedy. He would never get elected. And today, Obama wouldn't even get elected. So now come forward, Nikki and Captain, and um, and and um, then I got into a little bit of a, a, a verbal with um, with uh, Peakless, and then he kind of he never apologized the following Saturday, but he did clarify. He was like, I unlike they. Uh, Ian, it was one of his last shows before he went to jail, and I talked to him two t- two Saturdays in a row, and the, the last Saturday was great because we did Q&A. He asked me all these different questions, where do I stand on um, people doing drugs and this and that, and we had this big back and forth that took a whole segment he gave me. So he said, wow, you're, you know, yeah, I'm different than you thought I was. You can't pigeonhole me. The reason why I called is because I was mad that you were part of the show too, Captain. Ian and Peakless, and not you, Captain, were taking swipes at conservative Christians five daggone weeks in a row. And I was mad. Christians turned the other cheek. To to be fair. Not always, though. Yeah, And to be fair, we take swipes at, well, everybody. Yeah. Um, No, no. No, we do. Five weeks in a row. Sometimes more frequently than others. I mean, it depends on who's irking us at that time. I was... I was trying to tell Peakless and Ian, you guys need to stop because you're next on the list. And this was well. Um, well okay, you know, but, but Dana, already, you're not like a producer of the show or anything like that. So I never said I was. But what you're telling I'm us saying, how to do the show and what we should and shouldn't no, do. No, I'm not telling you how. I'm I'm calling in and make that unfair, Captain. And you've never been unfair with me. I am not claiming to be something I'm not. Like um, sands I'm... through the hourglass. Like the... sands through the hourglass. <laughs> so are the days of our lives. Uh, Dana, thank you for the call. We appreciate you. Just... I mean, and and I think I said it last time she, she called too. Like no, when she, she look... her original like um, discrepancy with me. Um, I I do appreciate like the sentiment of what she's saying, like oh you know we should kind of like band together, like common enemy against the state, whatever. Um, but I also don't think it's fair to say that we can't like criticize a lot of conservative Christians because sometimes those 
types of people do things that go against freedom. Yeah. Um, and I try really hard. You know, I've been very critical of all forms of organized religion on the show. And I, and I have a lot of friends that are very conservative Christian. Like, yeah, please, you know, yep. I really. And we get along swimmingly and we agree on most things. You know what I mean? Um, the things we don't agree on, we usually just don't bring up. Right. But they love um, the police, don't they? Yeah, not not always. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, most most conservatives do. Um, they love the military. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I try not to like group entire you know groups of people together. Like just because you're a Christian, you believe this, that, and the other thing. Mm. Just because you're a conservative, you get, believe this, that, and the other thing. Um, and she kind of touched upon that. You know, I, I guess when Ian was kind of interviewing her on that show, he was surprised. Like, oh, okay, we have a little bit more common ground than we thought. Just when you say you're a conservative Christian. I'm going to put you on in this box because of that label in me personally. That's why I don't really like calling myself a libertarian or most of these labels. Yeah, I generally or, don't refer to myself as libertarian. Because I'll say it puts libertarian you in a box, type, right? Right? Libertarian yeah, kind. It right? depends you who know? I'm talking to and how I'm going to describe myself. Okay, usually I'll say something like, I'm an anarchist. Yeah. I don't really believe in the legitimate legitimacy of the state. You know, I'll, I'll play the game to survive and exist, yep. um, but I don't actually believe in its legitimacy. I believe in peace and freedom. Yeah. Peaceful anarchist. Like I, uh, that, I think, kind of really sums it up. I think, uh, I think Dana means well. Um, but I think so, too, yeah. But we're, we're obviously, uh, you know, living in her head rent-free. Right, uh, and, and she's still talking about last Sunday. Uh, yeah, and I yeah. I play the days of our lives thing because that's me going. Oh, this sounds like drama, right? Yeah, this is this, you know, it, free talk live. Hey, it's, is, it's free is talk. a radio program, and it kind of by you know no intention of its own also becomes a bit of a reality TV show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we have the video yeah, feeds, people, right? Yeah. Anybody who listens regularly knows way more about us than we know about them. Yeah, you know what we do with our lives mm. on a daily basis, and you know, blah. and like, I I get it, and like she's taking our concept seriously, which I get, and I'm not, I don't want to dissuade anybody from taking the concepts of freedom seriously. You should take them seriously. Uh, we have to do this on a regular basis, so we try to have a little bit of a light touch to it, particularly on Sundays. Yeah. You know, we'll throw a little extra humor at it and that kind of a thing. Um, but I certainly don't want to get into, like, something. Like, I, don't, I can't. how do I even respond to something, a conversation she had with Mark and Ian, you know, 10, ten years yeah. ago or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I believe you, but, like... You right. know that's it, right? right. Like, so. yeah. I told you back in 2020 that in 10 years it was going to be 2030. Well, like, I, I don't told th- you that. I don't think she was trying to scold anybody, uh, and you know, I think she clarified that here tonight, and that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, her point is that we should band together. I think that's really the sentiment yeah. of what she's saying. Like, we're stronger together. Like, we have more alike than we do different. Yes, right. And and that's very true. Um, but I I also don't think that that means that we can't be critical of each other. Right. I mean, libertarians, right? You know, again, like with the labels, but li- libertarians are famous for like no one disagrees with a libertarian more than a libertarian, right? <laughs> oh, like right. they love to debate. <laughs> like that's just. But it, it can be yeah. done in good humor and in good fun. Um, sometimes it's not it's, though. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's yeah. not. Sometimes there's it there's drama and, and yeah, yeah. I mean, like sometimes you, it's if not you had a presidential, yeah. If you had a presidential election with a Democrat, Republican, and a Libertarian, you'd probably have to have ten or fifteen different Libertarian candidates that would fit the bill for every Libertarian. You, you, I don't think you'd be able to primary yeah, no one's down a real Libertarian. You would right? be able to primary down to one person. I don't think. Although it, it would be nice if the Libertarian Party actually, I don't know, tried. 
to feel that. But then again, a lot of libertarians just don't believe in elections. So, well, there's that. And I think this actually might be to Dana's point. Like, if y'all stopped fighting and just like. If all y'all stopped yeah. fighting right. and, you know, worked together. And that actually, I think, is very true of the libertarian movement in general. Yeah. It's like herding cats, right? It's like we have all these people who are like super into the individual and they, they think that they're right and all of these things. I, it's not always beneficial to the greater movement. It's like, how right. are we going to get someone elected into, you know, to be the president right. if yeah. we can't even, you know, Decide on I'm, what yeah. to make for dinner. I'm you know a Libertarian I mean? Party uh, subscriber. I've never given them money, etc. Yeah. and so on. Uh, but it's my understanding that the Libertarian National Party has never fielded an actual Libertarian candidate for president. No, I, everyone I know that has ran for president that is like actually freedom minded always ran like D or R. You know, well, they're, they're running under the two the two parties. Right, but I mean, and even, even our state reps, jump to even a party. for yeah. president, right? They had you know Gary Johnson, yeah, you know, yeah, or um, the other chick, uh, uh, yeah, what was her name? Uh, I forget. Uh, oh. Not, who who not, just ran a couple not, years with ago. Bangs. Yeah, yeah, with not, the bangs. Not, yeah, with the bangs. Not, not Bobert. I can uh, see her. I can see her in my head. What's her name? Uh, Let me ask the magic Yeah, right ask the magic right <laughs> But either way, we should, not... Joe, uh, Jill, Joe Jorgensen. Jor- Jor- Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Joe yeah. Jorgensen. Yeah. 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 Not a libertarian. Well, and, and this is... Okay, so this is now you're kind of being guilty to the not libertarian enough thing, right? It's like, what is a libertarian? And this is why I think I, I get burnt out by labels, because it's like... For me, subscribe to the non-aggression principle and talk about it incessantly. Zap. Okay. Like, Zero to me, principle. that's the only effect you're going to have as a presidential candidate running as a libertarian. But it you're, sounds like she might have a different definition of what a libertarian is then than yeah, you do. Weird, That's huh? why it'll, yeah. the primaries will go on forever. 603-283-6160. Will a real libertarian please stand up? We may or may no. not find out. No. <laughs> Free Talk Live. I was thinking about doing a dog noise, but then I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm a better at meowing. Growl. <laughs> I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time. That's the claw. And it's never next time. From, from Inspector. Yeah, he always gets away. Next time. Yeah, next time. It's like Homer Simpson. Like, what's his name? Don't. Homer Simpson. I'll remember that name. And every time he says, who is that guy? I'll remember his name. Uh, what are people listening to? Free Talk Live. What number can they yeah. call? Uh, 603-283-6160. Yeah, bingo. What's the bingo. website if people want to learn more? Freetalklive.com. Okay. .com. Or if you'd like to watch us, video.freetalklive.com. <laughs> if you'd like to watch. <laughs> yeah. oh, if you'd like to watch, we're would. here to yeah. be watched. I don't know why you would. But call now. Know. Call now. Operators are standing by. <laughs> by operators, I mean me. Right. right. <laughs> Let's go to an unscreened call. I really like how, like, I mean, we've been screening our own calls here for 
years now, I guess. Yeah. It's been a while. It's better yeah. that way. It's been yeah. a while. But um, every now and again, like you screen a guy and then you bring him on the air and he's like, yeah, I was talking to your screener a minute ago. <laughs> like, that's me? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yeah. that yeah. I, I am. Yes, I'm I, the screener. I, I know him. He is me. Captain Screener. Of course yeah. I know him. He's me. I am he. Obi-Wan. He Let's go to the wild card line next. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, we've got Butter. Ah, Butter. Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major? Yes, this hour is brought to you by Dash, which has no affiliation with the... Uh, oh, man. Actually, 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 hang on. Uh, this hour of Free Talk Live <laughs> is brought to you by Dash, Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a tech standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. Hang on. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies. It's widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol, and in multi-crypto wallets, it's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And a big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That's Dash.org. And thank you, Major Payne, for reminding me to do the live read for Dash. <laughs> Brought to you by Major Payne. You're welcome. All right, go ahead. Um, I got a... I got part of the answer for how your girlfriend back in the day probably got parvo. Well, you see, I have a theory, germ, but I don't think I can say it on the radio. No, that germ <laughs> get the dump can button live ready. In the soil for like three years. Really? So the turd can be totally beaten to death by rain and no longer existence, and all you got to be is rolling around in the grass and. You know, get a little dirt in you. Which, well, that's how. Wet. I mean, we did like to occasionally go for a roll, if you know what I'm saying. Hey. Hello. Oh. <laughs> anyway, the other ones I I got a tough crowd. Oh, it's not today. Good, oh. it, it's almost Halloween. I got a bunch of good ghost stories, but I just learned something I didn't know about the origin of Halloween the other day, and it's pretty interesting. It goes all the way back to the Celts. Wow. They used to have a. Uh, well, they were pagans at the time. I think this was like 1,100, 900, 1,300, somewhere in there. Yep. I can't remember what, what date the girl put on it that was uh, reiterating the tale. A few hundred. But uh, they had this pagan god. I can't remember what his name was. But the November 1st was their uh, solstice, you know, their big harvest celebration because of the coming of the six-month night and whatnot. Yep, yep. Well, one of the things that they would do is they would take the newest baby in the clan and they would smash his head against the uh, altar, the stone altar. Oh, sounds humane. This God. And then the the couple who was lucky enough to have donated the child (laughs) would hollow out a turnip and carve some glow holes in it. I don't know if they were doing the face thing at the time. But they made a lantern out of a turnip, okay. and that's where that. Well, at least that part of the custom comes from. But I guess this spread all the way up into Lower England through the Druids and uh, probably up into Wales too. So, what did they carve? Like beets or something? What? Turnips. They carved turnips. A turnip. turnips. 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 
How did that? How did that turn into carving? Very hard in the middle. I mean, you'd have to be carving that thing out with a sharp spoon, just digging out a little chunk at a time. Yeah, and I'm assuming they did not draw any blood from the turnip. No, they had it from the baby, probably. Isn't that isn't that a saying? Can't draw blood from a turnip or something? From a stone? stone. Oh no, I thought there was a turnip in there. Turnip? Yeah, Yeah, I know. I think there's a a blood turnip thing. Something somehow. Don't know. Okay. Well. well, you can't get blood out of a turnip. Yeah, that's an old saying. That oh. might be where it came from. And Bob's your uncle. The baby, <laughs> yeah, it's always your aunt. The baby, baby certainly had blood, and the uh, turnip Sally. was all you had to show for it. Huh. And that was supposed to give you pride and standing amongst the community because you had I, made the sacrifice so everybody could have a good harvest. I don't. I don't wow. understand the the smashing of the baby's head part. Like, what was that supposed to do? That's just that they're sacrificing to whatever the pagan god was. Yeah. Oh, it's to like bless them with a good harvest. It's like next chucking year. somebody into the volcano or something. Yeah. And now, was, yeah, like the Incas and the Aztecs used to. They used to do, used to do the same thing with their populace as children. Yeah, well, you know what they, you know what they say. You gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah. For you know, better for everybody. <laughs> Well, you know, it's not the greatest system in the world, chucking a baby into a volcano, but it's the system we have. <laughs> I know, it's literally. no use right. changing it. There's no well, use going against it. Well, and when you think about it. it, so say if there's a bad harvest that year, they're like, well, so if we sacrifice this baby and it works, then we get a better harvest. And if it doesn't work, we still have one less mouth to feed. Right. Or so, you could win-win. say, well, it was a bad harvest. We're taking the whole huh. family. We're going to throw them in the volcano. Yeah, it's been a long-standing always- tradition. <laughs> Probably only about one out of every 10, 20 years you're going to get a bad harvest because of some kind of blight or drought or whatever. Or poor so, farming I mean, technique. I mean, like human beings, Yeah, come beings, on, rotate right? your crops, guys. You know? Come on. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying if they were going by the odds, it would impress them. And they would yeah. say, hmm, this must be the way to go. Don't sacrifice yeah. any more people from any more babies from that family. It's right. a bad harvest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. More abundant Kick family, them out. please. Throw them in the volcano. Yeah. And like, how would they decide? How would they decide what baby to chuck in the volcano? Like, you know what they always do. So they ha- they have uh, the the wise, the wise man, or the wise person of the village, uh, wise guy, and they're like, yeah, the wise, <laughs> the wise guy. guy. They got the wise guy, <laughs> and the wise guy's like, um, you know, I don't really like that guy. So he's like, God or or the pagan god told me that Freddy's kid is going to be sacrificed into the volcano. It comes from the gods, a message from the gods. Really, he just doesn't like that guy. But he's the wise guy, so everybody listens to him. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so medical, you know, isn't what it is today, or wasn't what it is today. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to, you know, tribal stuff, chucking kids into volcanoes mm. for harvest, right? Like, I don't, whoever thought of that logic is... Well, illogical. Uh, but at any rate, uh, in my mind, okay, so you're this tribe. This is the thing you do. This is your tradition. Yeah. Right? Every year you're going to- It's tradition. A long-standing tradition. You're going to tradition. chuck a perfectly good human being. <laughs> perfectly good. Yeah. I mean, maybe you won't. Like, in my mind, I'm maybe like- Maybe wasn't a good human Yeah. Being. In my mind, yeah. I'm like, oh, are you going to probably like, you know, the one that was born the with, the, with the birth defect and can't yeah. walk right or can't eat right or can't hunt or, you know, has some weakness that, yeah. that you know, sort of drags the rest of the tribe down? And I think that's- the logic of it kind of like i explained before you know i was kind of joking but it probably was serious like you know either this works and we get a good harvest or at best we don't have to take care of this disabled kid or whatever yeah Yeah, exactly so kind of like the uh i I don't i don't think they would use the crippled kids because if you if you insult the gods with the oh uh, that's right sacrifice you're going to tick them off. Yeah, that's actually right. And they took that stuff seriously. Like, they, if they were sacrificing, like, say, a cow 
or goat. They would pick the, the finest. Like it had to be the very best. Yeah, without blemish. Yeah, without blood. Yeah, exactly. Or else it would offend the gods, and then you know. Ah, so why did the civilization collapse? (laughs) Weird, weird. (laughs) We're sacrificing all of our best food and people. But but again, Steve, it's the only system we have. There's no use changing the system or trying to change it. It's tradition. It's the it's the system we have. It's the best we can do. (laughs) Don't try to rock the boat. Yeah, right. Stay with the tradition. Well, there's a reason they called them the Dark Ages. You know. But I got a kidding. I got a pretty good ghost story, and this just isn't actually a story. This actually happened to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> many years ago. <clears throat> Get that good coffin. Is <clears throat> like hacking up a loogie's good radio. Ago, my wife and I had just gotten married. We didn't have any kids yet, but she did have a stepson. Well, we just moved up north, and we were looking for a place to rent, and we didn't have a whole lot of wherewithal to go about doing it. So okay. I found this old ramshackled farmhouse that didn't look like it had been lived in in 10 years. And sure as hell, that was the case. The water pipes were all blowed out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We finally ended up tracking down the old woman that owned the place, and she agreed to rent it. And uh, I told her I'd fix it up for the first in security, okay. you know, and which I did. Seems fair. But there was just one bedroom at the top of the stairs that was always cold. We made that little Dennis's room. We, I, we didn't know it at the time. Was that, that was the sacrifice? Was that, was that the sacrifice? Oh, come on. Quit being a wise ass. <laughs> it's all the story. Yes, so, Steve. You put him in a cold room. Nice. This, this ghost used to turn the light on and off in the room just sporadically. You never knew when he was going to do it. And every now and then you'd hear creaking on the stairs and whatnot. Spooky. And uh, it was weird, but we just kind of didn't know what to do about it. Well, one night we're all sitting down at the dinner table, and you remember them old pull knob TVs? It actually, took about seven pounds of force to pull the knob on it. I sure do. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had one of those, and this damn ghost turned the TV on in the middle of dinner. Well, well, oh. that was, I was I was fed up at that point. So after supper, I uh, went upstairs, and the light was on. Yeah. And I turned the light off, and I sat on the bed, and I says, you know, when I found this place, it was a tumbleweed hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to fix it up to make a home for my family and for you, evidently. And if you don't knock it off, I'm going to pack everything up, and this is going to go back to tumbleweed hell. Well, all the stupid crap stopped happening that really? night. So you can actually reason with the spirits. Well, Sometimes, you, I, I suppose. I guess that. it depends what kind it is, right? I have. Had, I definitely believe well, in all that no, stuff. No, no, I know? have had long and drawn-out conversations with spirits, right? Uh, all, of, all of the Glens, Glen Livid, <laughs> yeah, Glen I knew Fittick, you were going to say yeah. that. Right? Jack oh Daniels. Gosh. Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, yep. Jameson, yep. you know, all, uh, long, drawn-out conversations. <laughs> so now I have to ask you guys, do you believe in uh, afterlife or spirits, ghosts, anything like that? Demons? Uh, uh, what angels? I, what I believe is that I am not smart enough to know the answers to those questions. Yeah. It's a good yeah, answer. Yeah. I'm probably the same. I mean, okay. I, I mean, I don't disbelieve anything. I mean, anything could be like, true. I, well, I've I, seen I, some I, things that like could be construed as supernatural. Yeah. However, none of them have conformed to any sort of repeatable model. Yeah. Right. So you can't study it, I can't, right? I can't, so I can't be like, it. I can't be like, that was definitely a ghost. Yeah. Right? So I, I you know, or that was definitely some sort of supernatural uh, interaction. I think I've just heard so many stories, and I've had, you know, some 
creepy encounters myself. Yeah. Uh, nothing that nothing has happened to me that I'm like, yeah, like crazy, overwhelming evidence, right? But I have heard some stories from people that is like crazy, yeah. overwhelming evidence. And I think to discount every single one of those people as right. crazy. I think is unfair. Um, some of the, some of the things like, oh, maybe we can explain this. Some of the things like definitely cannot be explained. Like those people had like very real, vivid experiences with something. Well, there so. are there are clinical definitions for uh, things like, uh, you know, you hear voices in your head talking to you, right? Yeah. Okay. And, so and, yeah. And, and yet, uh, this is also uh, the definition of somebody who's been filled with spirit. And just communicating with their gods. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's mo- there's malevolent spirits and benevolent spirits. Yeah. Uh, I'm just and saying that humans are weird, spirit. and like there might be some humans that are all about, yep, this happened to me. I'm telling you what I saw and what happened. And then there's other people I, I, who are four, that mm, crazy. I've been to yeah. about four different houses that I can tell you about that, that were haunted, and I've had weird things happen. And uh, all I can logically do as a human is, Draw on the information that's been presented to me. Right. Yeah. Not the crap I hear, what I see and what I know. Yep. Yeah. Major Payne, did you change the circuit breakers in the electrical box because the lights were flickering? We didn't have circuit breakers. Right. This was fuse? the whole dynamite fuse. Fuse, yeah, fuse. Post fuse. a knob? Yeah. Put a penny. Yeah. Just put you a penny could, in you, there, and you. Back in the day, you could take one and pull the fuse out when it blew, and put a penny behind it. And yeah. Get for the night. Right. Right. A penny would just. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, you're just making a conductor. Yeah. Hey, Major, thanks for the call, man. Thanks, Major. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah He's as, always got something As far as, like, you know, ghosts and all that kind of stuff, like, uh, this borders on somewhere between spiritual and supernatural, right? Um, and so, like, I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it because uh, whatever I say, uh, somebody else is going to say, no, you're wrong, or somebody else is going to be like, oh, my God, I did that, too. And, yeah. like, I don't, you know, I don't want to join a club. Uh, I don't want to be yeah. part of like a, oh, you saw it too, man. You're in our club now. Yeah. I'm like, no, right. I don't. You know, the survivors. I, I have no yeah. desire to interact yeah. with people who uh, may be crazy. Yeah. Right. This is um, why I try not to go around government facilities. Yeah. Right. But because I, I these do... guys, these guys are all possessed yeah, with no the kidding, spirit with something. Of, of quote patriotism unquote. Yeah. Right. Well, that's something you could see. I mean, I, I guess if you're, I, I guess people can, some people like. You know, they can see into the future. They 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 probably have some other dimension that that's running through them, or there's frequencies of light that other people can see that other people can't. I yeah, I mean, uh, I like, mean, yeah. People are you know some people are more sensitive to things than other people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Uh, you know, light, touch, you know, heat, all that kind of stuff. So, like, uh, I can't say for certain that there's nothing out there, right? Yeah. Uh, in fact, it would be probably a, a poor exercise in you know brain work to say that because there's no way to know right yeah, exactly. so so i i maintain an agnostic stance as much as i can when it comes to these types of things yeah just i don't know and i liked your answer where it's just like you know i don't know i don't have enough information it hasn't happened in, to me I couldn't. you know in either direction yep. you know yeah. and that's kind of how i am with most things like with god spirituality all of these universal uncertainties even space like things that maybe have been you know, proven proven by science. I haven't really seen that with um, with my own eyes. I, I might believe it, right? But I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Still, you know, I'm open to it. And, and guess what? 
whether space is real, whether the earth is flat or it's a globe, like things like that, that actually doesn't really affect my day-to-day life right now. So I'm not going to invest. Like I feel like some people, especially with the flat earthers, they become so, you know, overwhelmed with this thing and they have to make these Facebook groups and they're fighting with people on street corners. And it's like, one, most people think you're absolutely insane. So maybe like chill with that. They become de facto religions. Yeah. And it's just like, why does this, why does this thing matter? Even if the earth is flat, well, they're lying to us. They're lying to us about a lot of stuff. Why is that the thing that you're stuck on? I'm more concerned about them lying to us about like, oh, I don't know, reasons to go to war. Yeah, exactly. For example, things right? that That's are more like, affecting us, right? right? Or we need like more chlorine in the pool. Let's you know, just yeah. Let's like just I want to know like what's in the food and what's in the water supplies. Right, you know, like yeah. that's what I'm concerned. About. I'm concerned about like what's going on in my community, um, or the things that like actually affect us. I personally have not been able to observe uh, the Earth as flat or not. Right. Yeah. No. Now that doesn't. No, what do I believe? I believe it's not flat. Right. That's kind of yeah. What it I'm is leaning towards. Shaped and you know all that kind of thing. Now. No, let's, all the other planets are round. Earth is flat. Let's just... <laughs> that's, 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 well, the other planets like, like aren't the real. There's no carbonation in the ocean. All the other Didn't you listen to the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers song? Which one? Which one? Californication. Uh, yes. oh, I don't know You know, the moon landing was made in a Hollywood oh, yeah, basement. Yeah. yeah. No, that you was know? done in London. Uh, foggy London town. Yeah. What's his name? Kubrick did that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> Oh, here we go. Yeah. The phone board is lighting up. If you think Stanley oh, yeah, Kubrick filmed the moon oh, landing God, no, in don't. London. I think I'd do this at the it, end of the is show. Is it London Steve. or Hollywood? Well, no, I think London. Those are no, it's London. Those Holly, are your two Holly options. London. Uh, and and then the uh, they the couldn't afford it. They actually had to film it in Canada. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you if if you, there's a there's a website about the Shining, which was also done by Kubrick, and there's all types the of the, the Shining. There's yeah, all the types of little clues in the Shining that they bring out. Like there's you know six cases of Seven Up because yep. there were seven rocket launches, but only six went up because one was. I, and that uh, and it's like Apollo, okay, we're the, really the like reading twins, into this here. The Gemini's, the twins, and then the then the the rocket ship, which is the. Uh, the, the the rug that's hanging on the wall. I mean, there's all kinds of. And then I'm not Danny had the, the that as evidence. Yeah. You've well, really, it's not, it's you've really been down that rabbit hole. Oh, I've been down. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, it's like it's like that's going like on a va- real stretch. It's for like me. going on vacation. You know, people go to vacation here. They go to vacation there. They go to there. They, they get yeah. little flavors of all the different yeah, yeah. you know countries. I get different you know uh, yeah, different yeah. things from different. I've been down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Different things. Yeah. And, yeah. There's more than one rabbit hole though. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Call in now. You're on the internet. Call in now. Six zero three rabbit. Yes. Uh, that's not the number. If you've seen The Shining, call that's it. It's not the number. 603-283-6160. Uh, so, with regards to... Did we ever get to the Ferrari? We did not. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Coming up should, after this. We break. should mention the Ferrari, I guess. You've teased it. Come on. This from Bitcoin.com. Ferrari starts accepting crypto payments for luxury sports cars. Wow. No, cool. it's, it's not Lambo time, all you... Bitcoin bros yeah. out there in listener land. Uh, Bugatti. You know, Ferrari. That's, Bugatti. Been the, that's been the thing, you know. Yeah, and then when Bitcoin moons, we yeah. Lambo. Right? <laughs> have any of them Lamboed? I don't know. Don't think so. I, I have not mm. seen any libertarians with Lamborghinis. No. They probably wouldn't drive one anyway. But I like, would. If, I absolutely would. Absolutely. But if you had one, A, you got to have a garage. Right, you're not going to buy something like that and yeah. not have it in a garage. B, Hopefully, you have a nice house before you're buying a Lamborghini. But no judgment, no judgment. I'm a I'm a car no, person, you can, you so I get it. Totally crap house as long as, as long as, as there's a garage. As okay. long as there's a 
a garage that works. I would, I, would never, right, right. I would never own one because the property taxes would be too high. I don't want to pay the property taxes. On on a on the Ferrari? On, on, on a, a beat up farmhouse? No, on a on a Lamborghini. Oh, property tax or sales tax, whatever. Sales tax, you know, yeah. Yeah. whichever one. Luxury of the, tax, yeah. whatever. That's the, why you have to buy it in New Hampshire. Well, yeah, and then register in Montana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get Montana plates. Uh, your O four Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> it's still worth one hundred fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> probably. <laughs> That'll to, you know. I'm trying to remember what kind of car it was. It was a, I don't even know. It was you know like a. Like a Ford Escort or something, right? Somebody bought like one of the first ones, right? Yeah, something maybe, really fancy. Maybe it was you know? a Chevy. Cit- it was whatever. It was like Chevy Citation. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like one of the first front wheel drive cars. I just yeah. happen to know that the Chevy Citation was the first front wheel drive GM. Car. Yeah, really. Yeah. Wow, well, uh, a little piece of history. But, it, but for it, you. it wasn't. It wasn't. Somebody bought like it was the Ford version, whatever. Yeah. And they like drove it into their basement as their house was being constructed. And then finished building the house around it so the car could never leave. That's wow. hilarious. Why? And it was in mint condition with like, you know, one mile on it or whatever. Worth millions. So, yeah. Years later, collector's wow. item. Yeah. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's me, Captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. We're all very understated right now. No. Yeah. I don't know why. We're just doing stuff. Talking about this Ferraris. This is just the vibe. We're going to talk like this for a while. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. It's Halloween. Because if we talk like this, it'll be too loud. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Free Talk Live. Uh, so, Free Talk Live listeners, uh, before we get to your calls, we are asking you for a favor, please. perhaps even two favors, go to freekeen.com, scroll down to the article about how to uh, write letters to Ian Freeman while he's in jail, and write him a freaking letter. Same thing for Aria. Go to ariademezzo.com. Don't use crayon. She's Don't use crayon, no. <laughs> Type it, you don't write it with a pen, blue or black. On Aria's Incursive. website, it's just right there. Yeah. Like how to how to write her in prison, what her you know how to address the letter properly, what her inmate number is, and all she that loves kind of. letters. She I'm does. sure Ian does too. They both do. Letters so, are fun. Uh, if you you know uh, even if you're like oh I don't know what I would say like say tell whatever about you your want life. who cares you know call it a journaling uh, just imagine you have a pen pal and you know write something send send those guys letters because they're yeah. well they're in prison yeah so it's really the least you can do if you've enjoyed the show. Uh, over the years that they've been the hosts and the founder and uh, all that kind of thing. If you appreciate the activism that they did to and the sacrifices they made, yeah, should probably write them at least saying thank you and showing some appreciation. If if you feel that, if you feel appreciative, yeah, would be nice. So uh, might cheer cheer if, them up. <laughs> if all y'all could do that, all y'all, we would appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. Uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. We've got uh, Max calling. Max, where are you calling from today? 
I'm actually in Merrimack, New Hampshire. Are you guys able to hear me all right? Yep, hey, we can yeah. hear you. Can you hear us? Oh, yeah, I hear you guys awesome. I'm using my new uh, Sony uh, Bluetooth headphones. Cool. So I don't know if they were better or worse. No, it sounds good. Normally, we have bad luck with people using Bluetooth and like yeah, headphones and stuff do, like that. I do hear but... just a, a little bit of you know something in the background, but I'm an audiophile, so you know, we're fine for the radio. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, so this Halloween, October 31st, they have scheduled the ranked choice voting vote for people who believe in voting and people who just vote third party and independent. Uh, ranked choice voting is important because it lets you rank your candidates, so you get a three-way race or a four-way race. People can, uh, let's say, list their libertarian candidate as the first choice. The Constitution Party is the second. The Green Party is the third. However they want to vote, that's up to them. Um, there's, as usual, there's some resistance from certain people on the committee, but we also have a lot of support for ranked choice voting now okay. on House election law. Um, my Obviously, my preferred one I've called before about this is approval voting. And approval voting just lets you mark you know, you can mark uh, any candidates. You don't rank them in order. There's nothing to figure out. Um, Fargo, North Dakota, and St. Louis have uh, approval voting. Um, but in general, anything is better than first past the post. So if you're a believer in the third-party movement or independent candidates or if you don't believe in third parties, um, that's an important one. You can just call anyone on the House uh, Election Law Committee and ask them to support. Um, I believe it's House Bill 345. Okay. They'll know what it is. It's only three votes. There are only three three bills coming up on uh, the 31st on Halloween. Is this for, for primary voting or is this for the general believe, election? So I believe the way that they mentioned it to me is that it would be for all elections in general. I think that the presidential primary is the one that really needs something like ranked choice voting. So um, I don't know if um, I think only a couple of the Republican, well-known Republican candidates on the presidential side support uh, re-legalizing marijuana, but you know they they're generally, in my experience, Republicans are generally pretty good on other issues, but when it comes to ranked choice voting or it comes sometimes even to drug policy or or sex workers, the, anything controversial, they tend to avoid that stuff. I, I have a question about ranked choice voting. Um, okay. What do you do when all of the candidates are rank? <laughs> Oh my gosh! And I'm I'm only half joking, right? Like, um, the thing that I most races where there were three, yeah, yeah. The thing I I most dislike about the act of voting is, first of all, uh, I was not a part of this process where people decided that that's how decisions were going to get made. Uh, Second of all, I, I find that voting is just a popularity contest in a ridiculous way to choose. Uh, somebody who's supposedly the leader of whatever the you know local government, the national so, government, et cetera, and so on. How are we supposed to choose then? So, well, if you don't like voting, none Not none of these candidate. options take into account that everybody could suck. Yeah, yeah, right. And they're probably all ugly, right? And so that's yeah, what I mean about ranked choice ugly. voting. You know, <laughs> does it have an option for when all of the candidates suck? No, you you basically you well you can write in Mickey Mouse fifty thousand people a year write in Mickey Mouse you can write in Ron Paul I think that Ron Paul right. also gets like fifty thousand or right. however many votes every year just write in Ron Paul huh. so it's so it's if, no if different from the regular voting. voting you're stuck with the lesser of two yeah. evils or whatever it is five evils depending on how you rank your your candidates or okay I got it well but under this you could vote Ron Paul is my first choice then you could write in Gary Johnson that's my second choice then you could write in Whatever you know, Frederick Douglass is your third choice if <laughs> you wanted. Uh, well, I mean, 
RuPaul. Frederick Ru- RuPaul <laughs> or RuPaul Newman. <laughs> well, yeah, you can write in whomever you want. You can write okay. in any candidate. But my, my point is, I believe that it's your ballot. It's kind of like a letter to the editor. Your one vote is probably isn't going to swing anything bigger than a state house race, although we have about a dozen recounts every year in legislative races. Yeah. Um, it's not about, you know, sending it one way or the other, or winning or losing, whatever. You're not going to win because you're not on the ballot. I mean, I've, I've won because I was on the ballot. But, you know, most of the time when I go in and vote, I'm voting. For, I'm telling everyone it's like a letter to the editor. You know, this is the Liberty candidate. Yeah, he doesn't have any, you know, chance. Um, but with approval voting, rank choice voting, instant runoff voting, um, you can vote for, like, the Libertarian or Constitution candidate as your first choice. And then you can vote for somebody else as your second choice. Okay. And what, the, so what's the, the point? point? So it's is, like, oh, not like a wasted vote. You know how people say that, oh, you can't vote third party because they have no chance and mm-hmm. it's a wasted vote. This way, you know. Yeah, I, but you're... Your 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 vote is wasted no matter what you do because exactly if, yeah. if your guy wins on the recount then there's they're going to be some status thugs or lawyers or whatever and they're going to be like well let's throw this out and try to do another recount so we get our guy yeah so it's like I I mean other than on legislative races which you know we all know legislative races actually affect your daily life way more than some presidential race yeah I think that the presidential um, you know, the presidential races kind of suck. Um, and I don't even know. I, I was going to endorse of. one of the I was going to endorse one of the candidates for president because I'm a former state rep. And people have been asking me who they want, you know, who who they should vote for. I'm not asking or uh, <laughs> asking my. Yeah. But people do ask us when we're you know, current and former state reps because they know that we spend more time in it. I, I, just, yeah. I haven't found any candidates who are like really full on about supporting ending the drug war, you know, re-legalizing marijuana. I, I, I respect people who support decrim, but I think objects should not be illegal. Things mm-hmm. should not be illegal. Marijuana should not be illegal. Firearms should not be illegal. Objects, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be sending people to prison because they have something in their car right. or they have something in their pocket or they have something in their house. Yeah, they possession, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. And if you look at the vast majority of people who speak out consistently about police corruption and prosecutorial misconduct and whatnot, they eventually get targeted by some crooked prosecutor or who knows, Department oh, yeah. of Justice or something, and they, they go after him. Uh, or like, shut him up, like the FBI so going after a talk crime. radio founder. Yeah, yeah. We're familiar. Yeah, well, yeah, there, there's another one. I was another one. But yeah. I, what I'm telling you is I think that victimless crimes really are – um, at the core of so much of the corruption in our political system. Oh, by a long and shot, yeah, every absolutely. Time, well, but I think that that really is the core, as much as, you know, warfare, as much as the tax system, well, as much as the IRS going after people. I mean, to me, the problem with corruption is that the system itself is corruption, right? Uh, <laughs> the, because because three guys can't have more rights than one guy, Right. Two guys can't have more rights than one guy. A hundred guys can't have more rights than one guy. So where do these politicians get these extra rights from just because they won a popularity contest? They're officials. They're yeah. the authorities. So I, it, in the same way, I think, um, who was it? Maybe it was Cal Pratt who said, I view voting as strictly an act of self-defense and nothing more. Yeah. Yep. And it's strictly about my, my, or as a constitutional conservative, it's my responsibility to vote to do something in the same way if we were ever attacked by uh, communist China or something like that. So it's our job to take up arms in defense of our country in the same way. It's our job as 
free thinking people to go to the polls, March, November, uh, September, November. They might move the state primary up to August. I don't know. I don't yeah, know yet. yet. Yeah. Um, your state primary votes way more important, which is why libertyballot.com is so important. But I've, I've actually found some Liberty folks who will vote in the state primary. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I, I'll agree with you on. They won't show up in November. Right, I'll agree with you on voting. As could you know, an argument can be made that voting uh, can be effective as an act of self-defense. Uh, so we have that. It's also a very effective platform for people who want to spread uh, the message of liberty. So you know, Ron Paul, that kind of a thing, right? Even though he never won, Ron Paul made more anarchists. Uh, than any other uh, candidate has ever done. So, hey, Max, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you. Uh, let's move on now. Let's go to, we've got Greg in New York. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Greg? Greg in New York, are you muted? Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Greg, are you there? Greg, will you please pick up the phone? Yeah. Right. Well, I don't think so. Greg, something's wrong, so if yeah, you can hear me, time. call us back. Um, I want to go back to the voting thing for just a minute. Uh, when did voting like become a thing for... For, um, for governments, right? Because probably like, pretty recently, right? Because before that system, like before whatever, well, it people, used to be. It used to be like religions and and like kings. Yes, you were like born into it, right? You know what and I mean. There was no vote; it was a monarchy. No, right? it was you know, that kind of a thing. The firstborn so, son, usually of the pre-existing king. king it was just, right, and right. I would say, hereditary I mean, dictatorship. That's worse than democracy. Uh, I mean. I think so. There's an argument to be made that a benevolent dictator would be the best way if you're going to have government. Yeah, at least it's somebody's. Unless like, you don't at least like they're the like taking well. somebody's opinion into. Uh, the other way, it's just like, oh, we just worship this guy blindly just because he has royal blood and he's mm. like super inbred or whatever. Um, but at least if you're voting, it's like, okay, well. I mean, like. You're still forcing your will on somebody else, but. Right. That's my point. And that that actually violates the non-aggression principle. So yeah. voting in that respect violates the net because you are forcing your opinion. Or, I don't know. Or you're getting like together with dramatic. a bunch of other people forcing your opinion on the minority of people, right? Because that's how voting works. Right? Yeah, I don't know if I would call that a violation of the net. 49. I, are you forcing your opinion on other people? Yeah, yes, but it's not are. like like that's physical force. a violation force. of the non-aggression principle. I mean, I, you could have two sets of laws, you know, if you if you look at it as two parties. Like, yeah. I voted for a Democrat. Well, I want to follow what my congressman is. I, I don't know how that's possible, though. Well, and, and like, yeah, it'd be tricky, Democrat but president. It, could, it could be possible. Like, I want to live my life this way. You want to live your life that way. We don't even right. need laws. Let's just skip that part. Let's let's simplify it. <laughs> just do whatever you want. Just don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Yeah. Boom. Hey, I fixed it, everybody. Sauce. No voting I involved. fixed the government. <laughs> Yay. Uh, let's try this one more time. It's Greg in New York. Where is it? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, he's here. here. And he's back. <laughs> welcome. And he's back. And yes. he's back. All right. All right. Welcome, I'm back, Greg. baby. I'm back. Um, you're, you're a fellow anti-war libertarian here. Uh, just all the sectarian violence, is, it's insane. Um, and it's all because of state aspirations. Uh, right. So let me work backwards from today. No, let me work backwards from, like, this hour. So I just see on Twitter... A large group of black Hebrew Israelites have attacked a group of Palestinians 
and far-left anti-Israel protesters in Chicago. The black Hebrew Israelites are a black supremacy group which believes that the Afro-Americans are the real Israelites. This is tweet happened right now. You know what I've never heard, Greg? You know what I've never heard? Uh, a large group of uh, rebel atheists have <laughs> have attacked from their stronghold. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to put that out there. I mean, yes, and then there is, of course, the Muslims in Dagestan, which is a Russian uh, province or a Russian republic in the Caucasus. Okay. They have been uh, a mob of uh, people looking to spill some Jewish blood, find the Jew. They have um, broken into the airport recently and i think they have found a jew uh but uh, again this is uh just going on the sectarian violence is inflamed and so this is what i wanted to call in and talk about this time yeah imagine sending weapons to a region and the region has uh, you know groups that want to use those weapons uh for their different goals well this is the history of how these conflicts start mm-hmm. and i've been saying why I was against flooding uh, Ukraine with weapons. Yep. Um, and some of those weapons ended up, by the way, in uh, Hamas hands. There's videos of oh, yeah. weapons sold in the black market. Well, and, 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 and when the U.S. left uh, was Afghanistan. It, uh, Afghanistan, didn't they just leave a whole bunch of stuff behind? You're supposed to blow it up. Yeah, we're the ones that funded a lot of the Mujahideen, which yeah. is a general term for, you know, uh, essentially a, a Muslim uh, fighter spread Islam against others, you yep. know, attack. Uh, but, but here's the thing, is that we, you know, flood the region, and so does Iran. Like, you know, it's not just us. Iran and some of the Gulf countries were helping Gaza by sending them weapons. Does that make the civilians any safer ever? No, of course not. And the militant groups are the ones that use the weapons. Yep. They disarmed everyone in Gaza. They took their guns. And no civilian can actually stand up to them, but of course they get all the weapons. So it's like foreign meddling, sending weapons to a region, and they're like, whoopsie, look at that. They're using the weapons in the wrong way, or maybe the right way, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. But the loser, the civilians. The losers are always, and then, always you know. The yeah, always. Yeah, they, they, they shoot the rockets. Let's say they shoot the rockets at Israel, and Israel responds back to the place where they shot the rockets from, Lo and behold, they had women and children right in that area. Wow. And it's like, I, I don't think these groups uh, whose leaders live in uh, Qatar and other areas sipping on champagne while this mm-hmm. is happening, mm-hmm. they never seem to be in that area themselves, right? And, and they also and don't care. I think they don't care if, like, yeah. civilians and if there's, like, other ca- casualties. They don't care if it hits a hospital. They don't care if children die. They really, well, and it, they don't care. That, that attitude comes back home, too, with people who are incessantly trying to be correct on the Internet, more correct than their friends are, or, no you know, getting these long diatribe arguments on, you know, Twitter or any other social media. Uh, it, it, the, that sentiment is just like, look, if you're so concerned about the situation over there and you think you know what to do about it, get your ass yeah, well, over there. Go do yeah. it. Yeah, get yeah. on a plane, buy a ticket, pack a bag, and go. And right. you know what? And I think this this is true of a lot of different wars. People, uh, like it's almost like a spectator event. Like it's like a football game to some people. Yeah. Like it's not real. Um, and they a lot of people are commenting on it like it's a joke. Right. And I think. 
and it always really disgusts me. And I, it never really bothered me so much until recently. I think until this like recent war. Uh, maybe I just didn't notice it or see it. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. But it's really been sickening for me to see some of the comments. And I'm, you know, maybe maybe I I can't take a joke or whatever. But it's really disturbing that people are on the internet joking about women and children. I I, I mean, not like women are better than men, but j- joking about people dying. Yeah. Like this is real. This is affecting people's lives. Like this is a horrible, awful thing. And to act like, oh well, I know the right answer, or I know the right side, or. Or to make jokes about it, like I saw one girl posting like some like slutty outfit, and she's like, "If the if the girlies get drafted, this is what I'm wearing." Oh okay, God. well, if you wear that, you're gonna be dead pretty soon. You know, it's just stuff like that. Like maybe I'm losing my humor. You know, obviously she wasn't. There was no ill intent by it. She was just trying to make a joke. But it's yeah. like there are people dying right now, and you're gonna post some picture like that, and it's just like, come on, like it sounds it's like disgusting. you might you you might also be anti-war, like Greg. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Possibly. <laughs> you know, as, as we come of age, I feel like I, I lose faith in like half the human race. When I see people, yeah. it's like their only concern is like, are you pro-group A or are yeah. you pro-group B? Right. And it's like, you're such a monster because you are pro-group B. And it's like, you guys are both like talking about dead civilians. Like, yeah. yes, our team is winning. And it's like, dude, <laughs> like... Stop flooding the area with weapons. That's mm-hmm. part of it. That's a huge part of it. Right. It always precedes the conflict, and the conflict is always worse for the civilians. So it's like, yeah, I'm on the side of civilians every single war, and every single war is like, hey, what about the civilians? And the reason I start to lose faith in a lot of humanity is when they're like, F the civilians. They, you know, it's, it's right. their fault for living there. Yeah. yeah, it's so ridiculous, right? Well, well like, in the United States, I mean, we we can't like, what can you really do? Well, like like you said, except for like, go over there and start fighting for a, a team. You can't really do anything yeah. except see the news and try to figure out what everything is. But I think the other thing you were saying is like uh, all this. Uh, what, what happened? Like people were attacking each other in Chicago, or if you look at uh, you know the, the violence that's happening in uh, Brooklyn because yeah. people are taking sides. Right. And could, it's like it's like its own little uh, Israel Palestine war in Brooklyn. Yeah, and if yeah. That it's like over, how is that helping? They were doing something in uh, was it San Francisco too, or a bunch of protesters how flooded is it the happen- streets. How and- is yeah. protesting like, in the yeah. United States helping anything? And it's not going to change Biden or whatever whoever's holding the puppet strings. Right. It's not going to change their mind about what the money is doing or where it's at. You know, like, I, I don't know. It's just not, it's it's making it worse here and it's bringing the conflict in the unrest here. Right, but if that gets not hot, positive. but if that gets hot and it starts, you know, spilling over from these protests and shootings and really gets, you know, now you've got, you know, police and then you've got like maybe National Guard keeping it. Yeah. That, that boils over into other, other you know, parts of the country. Absolutely. And then you, who knows if there's sleeper cells here? Who knows? That's another thing. And, uh, look, it might, and by the way, it might be the libertarian in me or the anarchist. I don't care which flag is over which territory, pretty much. But the solution that could work is always the same. It's like step one, cease fire, stop shooting and killing people civilians get the most of it and then two is involve a bunch of countries and do something called diplomacy and arguing <laughs> right yeah right courts. wouldn't that be use great courts. yeah and discuss like and you know what it's not the end of the world if one group decides to have its roads named after something or have a flag over there if that's the only difference and it's an administrative change like road signs get changed 
that's great. And they can have freedom, you know, of movement and uh, free trade. But if you don't do anything and all you're talking about is group A versus group B and how could you be in, on the side of group B, then nothing ever gets solved. And I think that's what people are still in the 21st century, is still in that mindset. Hey, uh, Greg, so. thank you for the call. We appreciate you. Uh, I Yeah, uh, Greg is spot on. I'm anti-war. I have been uh, near as long as I can tell. Uh, even, uh, man, I remember Gulf One, right? Uh, Bush right. One right. Was, was, was heading things up at that point. Yeah. And that whole, like, draft scare came around. I was draft age around yeah. Gulf One. And, uh, but they'll never be able to pull off a draft. They've got to do it. They've got to do something that'll get people, it, like oh, never like nine eleven. Well, mean, not never, but yeah. it, it failed miserably. Swipe of the, a pen, and, you know, they could just be like, yeah, okay, they could, there they it could is. do it, right? Uh, but I think the people who will volunteer after something happens in the quote unquote homeland, yeah. like nine eleven, like yeah, I signed right up after that. Those those Arabs, I'm a blah, patriot. Blah, blah. I'm a yeah. And then yeah, you know. Waving, everyone's waving flags, right. and so something's got to happen to the United States to to suck us in. You know, it's got to be another Pearl Harbor style thing, another nine eleven. It's got to be another false flag another here Gulf in the U.S. Gulf of Tonkin, USS Liberty, whatever. I mean, you just yeah. keep going on and on and on. So something's going to happen in the United States to get people, yay, rah, rah, USA, USA, and people will sign up and they'll do whatever. It's so sad. Uh, they're but they're being you it, know tricked it, into it. It is so sad. I remember. Um, uh, they showed, uh, you know, when whenever Desert Shield changed to Desert Storm, right? It went from defensive to offensive, right? Yeah. They rolled out a bunch of, you know, people in their pickup trucks, yeah. you know, the, right. you know, the, the cheerleaders, if yep. you will. Yep. And it, it sickened me. We're out of time. Thank you to all of our callers. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Steve Classic, for joining me tonight. Thank you to all of our listeners, of course. If you missed any part of tonight's program, please find the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks. And peace. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com